This is a dill pickle, a mighty pretty pickle, especially when he joins you at the show. We have lots of pretty pickles waiting for you at the refreshment center. They're plump, tender, mouth-watering. Wouldn't one taste good right now? Once again, to Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews, I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you, sir? I'm good. So, old school, me and you, the, the, the two and original yeah. uh, co-hosts of the Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Review podcast, but we do have a special guest from Los, well, uh, the Valley, uh, California. <laughs> the Valley, North Hollywood. I don't know anything about Southern California. So, who, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Hi, I'm I'm Daniel Lynch, uh, a professional actor, uh, and this is my first time. Although I've done many podcasts with Phil on Dark Discussions podcast and Barrett, uh, this is my first time on Hollywood Psychotronic. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. That, whatever part, it's called. Whatever it's got. Holy <laughs> boutique Psychotronic reviews. But, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, but but uh, the, the 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 only reason I know anything about Los Angeles or whatever Anaheim or whatever the whole place is down there is because of uh, uh, the 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 serial killer stuff, the 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 Zodiac. Yeah. No, not the Zodiac guy, but the other guy. The, um, uh, the, They've had their share. The, the midnight one. What the hell is that? Yeah, the, the night uh, stalker. Yeah, the night stalker guy. Yeah, whatever his yeah. name was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, and you got Manson and. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's true. That's true too. But, but I, when I was we had our share. We had our share. When I was reading the book on on that that uh, that night soccer guy, I I was I brought up a map. So I was like, okay, he was here and he's here and he's here. And then there's this mountain range that's over here. And it's like, and, and it's like, wow, I didn't even know nothing about L L A. I don't know nothing. But either way, that's all right. I'm an East Coast boy, so I have and, a contractor that just did work for me. That um, he moved from. L.A. out here to Virginia and started doing his work here. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Well, I'm born and raised uh, San Fernando Valley, which is within Los Angeles County, Phil, just for your yeah, edification. That, 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 that helped me out. So Los Angeles <laughs> County is a very, very large county, which includes, you know, all of downtown Los Angeles and a lot of East Los Angeles. And it goes pretty far back that way. And then out towards the north, it goes all the way up to the mountains, uh, the foothills uh, towards like Valencia and that area, Magic Mountain area, that's all under Los Angeles County and very far east and very far west. So it's a huge county. So large that, that city. That, I just can't imagine. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a sprawl. <laughs> Some of it like Chicago. And I don't know nothing about Chicago either. But I've been windy. to Chicago. It's windy, yeah. <laughs> and cold in the winter. <laughs> Um, now, uh, before we, we begin, who is Dan Lynch? What, who are you? What, what, what do you do? What, why are you? All right. Uh, um, I have been a, a professional actor boy since uh, I was 22, and I'm 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 relatively up oh, there. Hold on, right there. Let me interrupt for one second. Sure, go. That's my Taylor Swift reference for the night. I'm feeling 22. All right, there, there it is. <laughs> All right. I'm glad you got that in, Phil. 
thank you. Um, I've, I've been doing it for a long time. I've, I've done a lot of film, television. I do a lot of stage work. Um, uh, for those who are not familiar with my work, you can certainly look me up on imdb.com and you'll see my whole list of accomplishments. Uh, I probably think the most popular ones are on Netflix, a movie called Circle, which is a, a psychological uh, thriller, uh, moral, sci-fi horror film. It's really hard to describe other than it's just absolutely fascinating study you of the human. You, you Go describe ahead. As you describe it as awesome. It's such yeah, a- awesome will go. Which is how actually I first got introduced to Phil was uh, their review of that film on Dark Discussions podcast. I can also be found on all sorts of the uh, streaming services, uh, the free ones like, you know, Voodoo and and Freebie and all the other and Tubi. Uh, I have a lot of and, and YouTube. There's a lot of uh, my films are out there as well as on Amazon Prime. Uh, you can find me in a, a wonderful horror anthology with Michael Ironside called Patient Seven. Uh, I think it's still on Amazon Prime, but you can also find it for free on the YouTube station Kings of Horror. Uh, they 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 have that film there. Um, Lurking Man is a uh, I was the title character in the Lurking Man. Uh, a, a moral uh, supernatural drama about, uh, well, boy, alcoholism and death and the, the afterlife. And I played uh, uh, the angel of death, the serial archangel of death. So uh, that's also findable, I think, pretty much uh, on the free uh, streaming stations as well as on uh, Amazon. Um, recently, uh, these are not out yet, so you can't see them yet, but uh, I just finished shooting a little while ago uh, the third of the Ty West trilogy that began with X. Uh, prequel was Pearl, and now they're shot the third one called Maxine. You'll be able to see me in that when that comes out. Uh, I just recently shot a film where I played a rabbi uh, called Like Father, Like Son about a serial killer, and I am one of the victims. Um I'm looking forward to that one. You've been talking uh, yeah. about that one oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for a while. That one looks sounds pretty awesome. It does. And and you know, I, like I said, go to IMBD. You can see all my credits. There's there's I've got a few of them. Actually, I do want to ask you this: If you do know, you say mm. these are these are things that are coming up, and what, do you know the dates for those two films? Oh gosh, no, no. They're 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 both in post production, and uh, as far as I know. And this may be due to the strike that just concluded for the Screen Actors Guild and SAG-AFTRA. And uh, the AMPTP has finally agreed to a contract, which is the only reason I'm allowed to talk about these films now. I, before, I wasn't able to once until the strike was concluded. But it has concluded pending membership vote uh, next week. So anyway, um, no, uh, th- it may be that uh, these were not released. Uh, in, oh, including, I'm sorry, one more film I'd like to mention. Uh, the wonderful actor, producer, writer named Adam Atsuswanzi, uh, wrote, produced, and starred, uh, alongside me in a film called The Warrior's Soul, which is just a, it's a wonderful film. Uh, it's a very, uh, touching and, and, and lovely piece of work. Uh, I play a, a Baghdadi therapist, uh, and he plays a, a Marine, uh, captain who's, uh, having serious PTSD and, trying to get his benefits uh, and he has to go through me basically to get them. It's a wonderful piece. I'm hoping that also will come out. So all of these have probably been on hold due to the strike and one hopes they will be coming out sometime uh, next year. Nice. Even that one, even though it's not a horror film, so or, or a genre film for that matter, that could be a Halloween boutique psychotronic review 
episode just for the fact that we, we do uh, all sorts of dramas on, on this podcast as well because we do the the yep. LGBT month right in June, uh, Barrett, uh, where we do uh, four lesbian art house films each each week. And uh, then, of course, we, we do other stuff, too, from superheroes to uh, horror to everything here. So it's, a, it's well, a, I, I know totally up for a drama when, when that comes out, I'm sure Adam will join me uh, to talk about it. So, oh, that'd be nice. awesome. So we could yeah. watch that and then interview you guys. Yes. Uh, depends. Uh, I know that he's got a, a global distributor for it, but I also he may want to hit festivals first, and uh, uh, I'm not sure it would be available for public view. Although he might send you a copy, we'll see. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Right. Well, yeah. he, whenever it comes available, even if we can't get a screener, uh, we'll, we'll do it when it when it's available to everybody. So yeah, there you go. it's a, it's yeah. a lovely film. It's a, a absolutely lovely film. Yeah, that's that topic sounds really good. I, I actually. Um, uh, wrote a short story that's kind of similar to that uh, about an Iraq veteran and, and PTSD. And uh, so, so uh, I, uh, I'm always interested in stuff like that. And that sounds really, really good. And, and Adam is just an absolutely outstanding uh, actor. Yeah, he was just, fantastic. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he was a good and, creature. He was a good yeah, creature. Yeah. The, a film called uh, angry black girl and her monster that kind of came out a, uh, uh, just recently, and uh, that that was a um, interesting film where where he plays a yeah a great monster. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How tall is he, by the way? He, he, he looks really tall. I think you he know, was... he's really not that tall. I mean, he's taller right, than I am. Right. He's he's taller than I am. I'm five yeah. nine. I think he's probably around six something, but he's not he's not like yeah. huge. Yeah, actually, I I looked him up, and 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 I you now I remember because I was curious, and yeah, he's like. About my height, I think, to be honest. So, I mean, I'm I'm tall, but I'm not like like basketball tall. I'm just yeah. Like six, he's I'm he's six, not basketball tall. I'm so like six three, and and I think he was like six two, six three, or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. But but that's and, and for uh, I'm sorry, uh, just one more thing for those uh, of your listeners who who may happen to be in the Los Angeles area. I also do a lot of stage work uh, here in Los Angeles. And currently I am in rehearsals for a play, a world premiere play by Matt Chait, uh called A Family Business. Uh, I have uh, I'm an understudy, but we have two guaranteed performances for the understudy cast on uh, November 30th and December 7th at the Hudson Main Stage Theater. And you can look it up on the I think it's called theater 411.com. If you're interested in tickets, you're in the area. And then next year in March, I will be uh, singing and dancing and tapping in a wonderful musical called Cannibal the Musical, written by uh, Trey oh, wow. Parker. It's it's awesome. It's the funniest show you've ever heard. It's so fucking funny. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's uh, the guys who did uh, Book of Mormon and South yeah. Park, uh, yep. Trey Parker, uh, <laughs> uh, Matt Stone. And it is hysterical. My daughter is the director. She is a brilliant director. You'll all recall uh, last year she directed uh, Space Captain, Captain of Space, which was a Broadway World nominated for many, many uh, nominations. And so, yeah, we just uh, we're just uh, getting the cast together now. I'm going to be in that one as well. And now, is that the one that you uh, posted on uh, social media? It, it uh, is say, indeed. Say, saying that uh, they're looking for an Asian individual. Yeah, we, yeah. Role. Well, that's uh, it's 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 closed now. But uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Is yeah. that quick? Yeah. Yeah. Today, Excellent. today was the cutoff. So. Oh, okay. Very well. Very good. Good. Uh, yeah, Adam Atsu Swansea. Hopefully, I got that name right. You did. Uh, Perfect. He, 
Excellent. He's 6'2", six 6'2". Two, six two, so he's an inch There you go. Back. I said 6'1", but I was close. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty close. There you go. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Right, right, right. We're here to talk about some other stuff. But before we do that, a uh, little house cleaning, little house cleaning. Uh, who, who are we? We're, uh, once again, the Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Basically, what we do here is talk about all sorts of things. So sci-fi, horror, fantasy thrillers, techno thrillers, dramas, art house films, um, specialty, foreign language, all that type of stuff. Basically, uh, book reviews, uh, interviews we do. We, we do all sorts of stuff. It's kind of the catch-all podcast of the Dark Discussions News Network. Originally, it was going to just review DVDs and Blu-rays, and as that's been beginning to fade out, uh, we, we changed it to the catch-all to, to talk about things that um, are pretty awesome. That just may not happen to land on Dark Discussions. Though some topics, like tonight's topic, could easily be a Dark Discussions topic, but uh, we uh, had a special uh, chance to do an our review of the, our discussion, I should say, of the film, uh, because uh, Dan had uh, actually just recently watched it. Uh, but before we get into that, a couple other things is, is today is November 12th, 2023 that we're recording this, because sometimes some of our listeners like Pam are curious when these episodes are released, because they aren't necessarily released immediately, like the next day or the next week. Uh, sometimes they land up in a queue and are released maybe even a month or two later. But this one will probably be released almost immediately. Uh, so that that's a good thing, and uh, a lot of people will be happy to hear that because of the topic. And you already know the topic because you're listening to it. You downloaded it from uh, – the websites or wherever podcasts are found. Uh, we do have an email, darkdiscussions.aol.com, where you can email us. Uh, just put in uh, uh, H, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic, so H-B-P-R in the subject and whatever your subject is, and so we can do a search in our email box to find H-P-P-R. R, because if you don't put that in the subject, we won't even find the email because we get dozens of emails daily from people trying to uh, have us review screeners. Um, also, uh, you can go to the Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group, which is the catch-up uh, group for this network. Uh, the website, once again, is www.darkdiscussions.com. There's a link to Patreon where you can join uh, up and uh, donate to the podcast because everything you hear is free. We don't charge for anything. Uh, we only uh, take uh, money from people who uh, want to uh, be kind enough to uh, help out uh, the costs that are done for the podcast, which includes uh, server fees and things like that. Uh, we do have bills where we have to pay companies to store the podcast online because they're fairly large files. Never mind another website that uh, hosts the, where uh, I do all the, the uh, website stuff. Um, and that's pretty much our, our um, things, except when you do donate to um, the Patreon, you actually get a chance to uh, have us review a film for you. So, for example, every quarter of the year, we pull out of a, our spreadsheet of movie choices that our Patreon fans and uh, donators uh, give us to review and we pull one each month, uh, I mean, each quarter, and we will review it. Uh, if you donate for every $5, you get more choices. So if you donate $15, you would get three choices each month 
that you donate $15 to put on that spreadsheet. And if you want, you can donate, I mean, uh, you can choose three different films, or you can just choose the same th- film three times. So you could do Friday the 13th, Jaws, and uh, The Omen, or you could just do Friday the 13th three times, and uh, it'll go into the spreadsheet as three choices. One uh, one note to that, try to pick something that we can actually get access to, because we have one film on our list. We're not sure when we'll be able to do it because it is not accessible anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, basically, there's uh, one film, uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes, uh, the Disney Jason Robots, uh, Jonathan Price film that uh, is based off of the Ray Bradbury story. Uh, it's a really good film. Uh, but Disney does not have it on Disney Plus, and they do not have it anywhere you can rent it or watch it for free on VOD. So uh, it's a film that... We have to wait, but uh, if you make sure the film is readily available, uh, we will most certainly uh, have a much quicker turnaround to re- review your choices. A good point. Oh, that's a, that's a bummer that it's not available. It's an it's an amazing, it's a film. great film, yeah, man. Yeah. It's impossible oh. to get unless you want to pay a huge amount of money on eBay for it. Yeah, yeah for yeah. In a desk. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a great film. Jason Robots was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yes, oh, he, he was. was awesome. As was Jonathan Price. Yes, he was great too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Uh, hey, last by day. the way, Phil, that was a mouthful. I'm, I was pretty impressed. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, and I'm about to wrap it up too, so that's good. Uh, so the last thing was, uh, um, you know, I. I I forgot. So I guess it wasn't that important. <laughs> so I guess that's pretty much it. So uh, I guess we can get into our topic tonight. So, uh, Vera, what are we going to discuss tonight? We are going to discuss the movie Dread, which came out in – why don't I see the date on this here? 2012. I've seen it on here. Oh, but, okay, yeah, 2012. September, Look at that IMDb. Oh, I see it now. September 7th, 2012. Yes, and it is um, what we're going to discuss. Phenomenal film. All right, so uh, let's hear the thriller. Time is passing at one percent its normal speed. If we play this right, we could take the whole city. Manufacturing base for all the slow mo in Mega City One. You know how often we get a judge up in Peace Truth? Well, you got one now. She has control of everything. Levels one to 200. This is Mama. Somewhere in this block are two judges. That's not good. I want him dead. We're gonna have to go through him. Rookie, be ready? Yeah. You look ready. Fire! 
judgment time. Let's finish this. So uh, that's the trailer for the film. Uh, the film is uh, 2012 film, as uh, me and Barrett were just discussing. It uh, was directed by a guy named Pete Travis, who has had a, a oddly spotty career um, uh, directing things, whether TV or movies. Uh, the film stars Kyle Urban um, from New Zealand, Olivia Thirlby, Wood Harris, Lena Headey, among others. Uh, the Music, which uh, is pretty phenomenal, is by Paul Leonard Morgan, who actually does the soundtrack of the uh, video game Cyberpunk 2077, which is the game I play almost daily. Hmm. Uh, It's it's such a great game. Uh, And the music uh, fits that, too. And this is kind of a cyberpunk film when you think about it. Uh, Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. So the film is based off of uh, Judge Dredge, uh, Dredd, which is a comic book uh, by John Wagner and Carlos Esquire. I, I'm sure you mean a graphic novel, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your graphic. <laughs> yeah, the, it's 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 better. It sounds more more. Uh, I guess adult. Like, We're allowed to read yeah. those. Yeah, yes, yeah. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> uh, and it was the, previously done with Sylvester Stallone. A much Judge Dredd, the yeah. law. I am the law. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, now, the most important part of this film, though, is uh, the screenplay, which was written by Alex Garland. Alex Garland uh, is probably well known to most genre folk uh, because uh, he is the screenwriter of not only this film here, but also 28 Days Later. And ah, love that movie. Indeed, mm-hmm. indeed. And he is also the director of Ex Machina, Annihilation, oh, and oh, Men. Love them all. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's astounding. He's yep. astounding. He did the TV show on, I think it's Hulu, called Devs. And, uh, but he, and Devs was great. Did you see that? Did you watch Devs? I, I haven't I have seen not that. Seen yeah. that. Oh, oh, man, it's fantastic. What's it about? Uh, <laughs> about future uh, uh, control, <laughs> about uh, okay. controlling and the, the the everything. Uh, it's it's an amazing about computers, but but super super computers that that can basically re- go into the future and control the future. And it's it's an amazing it, it it's amazing. I, I it's it's almost indescribable how good I'll it is. Check it out. All right. Yeah, Dev is definitely worth a watch. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a one-season show. It's like six yep. or something like that. But uh, the last thing of, of him, he's also a novelist, and that's how he became famous originally, because he did uh, the novel The Beach. Which, oh, really? Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he wrote that in 1996, and uh, that was made into a movie by Danny Boyle, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Tilda yep. Swinton. And the thing yep. about that movie is that's how – this guy here, Alex Gowan, met Danny Boyle, and that's um, how he, he was able to be tagged to write the screenplay for 28 Days Later. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, total, total fluke. Yep, there you go. That's, that's kind of cool. cool. That's yeah, how it, it works. 
It is. It is. Yeah. It, it, believe me, that is how it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, a lot of it is a break, and then who you know. That's right. Yeah. Um, and Dan probably, uh, you know, I'm speaking out of line, just assuming that's the case. But uh, it is 100 percent the case. Yeah, the the, the entire reason that I ended up in circle was because the uh, two writer directors, uh, Aaron Han and Mario Missione, uh asked me to come out. A friend had recommended me from a theater company I worked with. They asked me to come out and shoot the end of a, a webisode series, pretty good one if you've never seen it, called The Vault, which I'm sure you can find. A really interesting oh, yeah, yeah. series. I, I know so, that. So, <laughs> it, so he writes me out of the blue, Aaron Hand does, and he says, hey, would you be willing to come out and shoot? We're shooting the very last of the entire series – we're shooting it. It's, it's, it's called The Vault. Here's the script. Here's a, a sample of what we've done. Here's links. Take a look at it. See if you're interested. And I said, I looked at it and I went, oh, my God, yes, I'd, I'd love to work on this with you. We're just paying this much money. But I said, I don't care about the money. That's fine. So I went out, met them, spent the day shooting with them for this end of the Vault series. Uh, and as I was leaving, uh uh, uh, Aaron ran out to me, uh, uh, caught me in the street and said, Hey, we're doing this movie. It's called Circle. And I think you'd be right for this role of the rich man. I think you'd be great, but I can't just offer it to you because we're going through a casting director. And so we're, it's like a whole big production. Uh, Mark Cuban is, is, is actually financing it. And so we have to go through the casting. And so would you be interested in this? I said, yeah, send me the script and I'll take a look. It sounds fantastic. Turns out I knew the casting director. She got me in there and I ended up getting the film. So that is absolutely how it works in this industry. You meet one person, you work with them. It often leads to many other projects. That's yeah, awesome. and uh, I think, uh, Barrett, you could agree with me for uh, – um being indie writers, I mean, you, uh, it's that same way with, 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 uh, yeah. publications and, and getting your short story and anthologies and all that other stuff. It's more, absolutely, you, of course, who you know, than, than, than them just reading your story and liking it that much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so anyway, back uh, to, the, back to dread. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> dread is a, uh, uh, great reviewed film. Uh, a lot of great reviews, both by critics and, uh, audiences alike uh, from Rotten Tomatoes. You can go check that out, and uh, it's, it's high 80s and above both. Uh, but, but the movie was a box office failure. In the yeah, it's unbelievable. And, yeah. and what surprises me now, you had mentioned this, I think, earlier. I, I don't know if we were on air or not, but uh, I came into this very late. Uh, I, I, I didn't even know about it. Now, I'd seen Judge Dredd, and I thought, you know, yeah, it, you know, I, I, I don't know the graphic novels. I've never read them. My son has. He told me a little bit about them, it, about what kind of the original intent and, and the depth and the grittiness of the original graphic novels uh, compared to the, the silliness of, of uh, Judge Dredd, the uh, comic book. I, that There's a comic book rather than a graphic novel is Judge Dredd, in my opinion. I so I, so I, I knew about that. I saw it. I went, eh, yeah, funny. Huh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Stallone snipes. Okay, good. Yeah, whatever. But so I never, I don't know how I missed it because it's definitely my kind of film, but I just, I missed it in the box office, I guess, because it died so quickly. I love Carl Urban. I love the boys. So when it came out uh, like last week on Prime, it suddenly showed up and I went, Dread? Is that like Judge Dread? 
turned it on, and, and, and Phil will tell you, I, I, I called him immediately or texted him immediately. I said, have you seen Dread? It's amazing. I had no idea it had been out since 2012. Right, and I thought you were talking about, about like, they were making a sequel to it or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I never saw it, but, oh, my God, it blew my mind how in, incredibly intense it was on so many levels. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, well, I, I told Phil, I don't usually, Phil and I have talked about this before, I'm not the kind of guy who looks at films a second time. Very, very few. Very, very few uh, that I, I rewatch. Uh, you know, 2001 A Space Odyssey, uh, The Thing, Princess Bride. The Taylor um, Swift's Errors film, four times. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet, Phil, but I, I'll get around to it. Uh, but, but, you know, I just, I don't watch films uh, a second time. I just don't, uh, um, for whatever reason. Uh, but this one, uh, I watched it the first time. I said, I have to watch this a second time because there's so much to unpack in this movie. And so I did. <laughs> Indeed. So let's let's do that since uh, we're, we're kind of talking about our feelings of the film already. Well, let's go around and discuss uh, how we heard about this film and what we saw about it. Uh, Dan, you you already explained. You got my two cents. Yeah, there you go. So uh, <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's go to you, Barrett. How did you hear about this film and what do you think about it? Well, I've always been a, a Dread fan. I mean, you know, I was per- I was in my early twenties, I think, when Judge Dread came out, and it was typical of that time period. Um, it it was. I wouldn't say forgettable because Stallone's always fun to watch. Yeah. But <laughs> it was just one of those films that wasn't great. I saw it at the theater, whatever. So when this one came out, I was like, I don't know. I didn't actually see it at the theater. I don't think it's kind of blurs together. I might have seen it in the theater, but I've definitely watched it like a hundred times at home now because it's actually a perfect example of good pacing in a movie. It has probably one of the best pacing I've ever seen in a film. Um, it's nonstop. It is uh, hyper-violent, which I dig. Um, and it's really well-scripted and really well-acted. And it's it's just a superb movie, and the score is great, too. The score adds to the movie instead of detracting. It's part of the movie, part and parcel. Um, everything seems thought about in this movie, and it's really well done. Indeed. Uh, yeah, for me, um, I actually um, knew about Judge Dredd because uh, Cisco and Ebert said that movie sucked. And so, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I was a big Cisco and Ebert guy back in the day. Um, and so when this one came out, you know, I just ignored it. Um, and I and plus at that time I, I didn't know any of the actors in in the film uh, at all. Now a, a lot of them have have moved on and, and gained pretty good uh, character acting roles, if not the stardom that that this film would have propelled them to if it had been a success. Um, and and they, they've done a lot of good TV stuff, if not movies, to become you know a listers and movies. Um, and so when Ex Machina came out and Annihilation came out, and uh, I was interested in this Alex Garland guy. I, I went back and I saw, oh, he did 28 Days Later, and you go, oh, he did Dread. Oh, interesting. And then I looked up Dread and saw that it really got really good reviews, uh, but it was just a box office bomb. And then at that time, I had already know who Carl Urban was when because this was only like 
what, six years ago, maybe even less, that Ex Machina and all them came out. Uh, Urban had already starred in, in Lord of the Rings and, and things of that nature. And so I, I knew him from there, and he was pretty pretty awesome in that. So, Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's yeah. right. Great, great yeah. film. Yeah. That's right. It is. And Not so, as good as Pitch Black, in my opinion, but. Very oh, different from it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they were pretty similar, They're kind of a little different, but yeah. Uh, but either way, um, I went in and uh, decided to take a look at the film, and I saw it at Best Buy for only like about nine bucks uh, during one of their uh, Blu-ray sales, and so I picked it up, and um, I put it in and watched it uh, about six, seven years ago, and. Uh, yeah, it is as as Barrett uh, and and Dan have both said, uh, absolutely phenomenal film. Um, and and the thing is that that is awesome. First of all, it's cyberpunk, and I love cyberpunk anyway. Um, and second of all, uh, as Barrett mentioned, and I said earlier, Paul Leonard Morgan, uh, even though he's not as well known as as a, a you know a musical scorer as, as some big names have become not household names, but names for big names for people who know film. Uh, this guy's score for this film is just so phenomenal and it makes the film even better and, and more incredible than, than even if it was just as was without the music. Um, so, so yeah, this is a great film, uh, absolutely phenomenal film, a cult classic. And, um, it's a shame that, uh, it didn't, skyrocket in the box office to become. Yeah, it truly is. It, it, it certainly deserved to. It definitely yeah, deserves yeah. to. Yeah, it's very sad that it did not because it's and amazing. I, it's just weird. Everything that's cyberpunk, it, and cyberpunk is awesome, and it has a great niche of fan base. But anytime it's fi- a film, and usually they, they're they're liked. So you know, like like um, this film here, and you know the Blade Runners and stuff, and and then even that uh, um, anime adaption uh, starring jo- uh, Scarlett Johansson. Um, uh, a ghost in the machine was pretty awesome and yet they all bomb Every, everything bombs that well blade runner didn't bomb did it, well, it yeah when it was, first like, came out i think office, it did oh did it really yeah, yeah. Box, oh i didn't complete, know that yeah. complete box office failure yeah absolutely um just yeah, like the thing it. It, it didn't do very well and then now it's considered a great cool, film. classic yeah yeah yeah, cool, classic, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, so yeah, it's a shame because I would love to see more more uh, cyberpunk. So I, a lot of my cyberpunk stuff that I, I have to watch is, is. I would fucking love to see a sequel to Dread. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would love to see what happens with Anderson. Me too. Uh, and and their pairing, I, I I would love to see that. I mean, we, have, we you know obviously we'll get into other stuff before once spoilers are released. But wow, I would love it a sequel. Indeed. I hope he's so, thinking about it. So yeah, I usually have to watch Cyberpunk through anime, Japanese anime, because of his, <laughs> it, which is fine, which is fine. But but it would be awesome to see some mainstream films. Um, so that's my review. So uh, I guess we can get into uh, the wiki, Barrett. You got a wiki? I do have a wiki. Wiki 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 wiki. In a violent futuristic city where the police have the authority to act as judge, jury, and executioner. A cop teams with a trainee to take down a gang that deals the reality-altering drug. Slow-mo. Slow-mo! All right, that's right. So uh, <laughs> what we do here on – and that, that, was, that, was a, that was actually a decent IMDb. But, uh, yeah, I yeah, thought so. Yeah. Yeah, so what we do here, for those who are new or those who are regulars, uh, basically we uh, talk about uh, general stuff. 
uh, first. Basically, we do our reviews, but we also critique and dissect uh, the movie as well. But before we get into that, where we spoil everything and, and talk about what the producers, writers, director, and whatnot are trying to say and how it relates to society or just in the cyberpunk world or whatever else we want to talk about, we talk about general stuff first. So we could talk about cyberpunk movies in general. We could talk about uh, the comic book. We could talk about uh, Kyle Urban. It doesn't matter. Uh, but at some point, we will throw up a spoiler where we will then go into the discussion of um, – uh, spoilers. Specifics. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. All right, so let's throw. So, uh, if if we're talking about cyberpunk, yes, there we it go. Has so a Williams get... has a William Gibson mo- movie been made that is good? No, not in I my mean, opinion. I, not I, in I my so opinion. Either. It and really I bums. It bums me because he's. I mean, come on, he's the godfather of. I, I don't. I don't, th- I don't think there is a William Gibson film. Yeah, there is. There uh, is. Uh, Johnny uh, Mnemonic. Yeah, Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah. Oh, that's not. Oh, for some reason I thought that was Dix. No, 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 no. no. That's no, that's, uh, that's 100% Gibson. And there was another one. That there they, is another one. I can't uh, think what's of the it. one? It was the t- one that takes place on New Year's Day. Oh, Strange Days. It's Strange Days. That's also oh, uh, Gibson. Yeah. That one's uh, better yeah. than Giant Amon. It is, but it's still not good. Right. Sorry, yeah. I, I, and it's a shame because Gibson is. I mean, it, it may be just because he's such a dense writer. Yeah. But. But, uh, that may be the issue, uh, but God, his 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 novels are are brilliant. His they his, are. I mean, he really is the man who coined the term cyberpunk. He is cyberpunk, yeah. uh, uh, yeah. And, and, and it's a shame that none of his. You know, I, I guess it's kind of the Asimov symptom, huh? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Come on, let, let's face it. I Robot was not a good movie. No. Yeah, although I do like, uh, I'm enjoying the new Foundation series on uh, on uh, Apple TV. I watched yeah. a few episodes of the first season, and it just seemed um, it seemed Westworld confusing almost. Yeah, it is a little. It is a little. But you know, if you know the, the novels, books are not. <laughs> no, no, the books are pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it, but it, it's uh, of all of the Asimov things I've seen, and that includes what uh, Voyage, or the, the shrinking one. What the, yeah. What's the one? The the submarine, the shrinking one. Oh, uh, Fantastic Voyage. Fantastic yeah, Voyage, yeah, yeah, where they yeah, 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 go into yeah, yeah. bloodstream or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. iRobot, and I, to me, this is the best adaptation of Asimov. I but agree. anyway, so yeah, so nobody's done good cyberpunk uh, off of Gibson, and I don't know why that is. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Dick's movies. Uh, Blade Runner was a great one. Yes, Philip um, K. Dix translates to to film very well. He does. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 had a had a, had a Total Recall. What's the, total yeah, Recall. Total Recall. Total or Recall. Future, yep, yep. future Crimes. The uh, with Tom Cruise. Um, oh, oh, Minority Report. Yeah, that was a good. Yeah. One. Oh, right. Again, yeah, I forgot that. Again, one. Philip K. Dick and a really yeah. nice adaptation. Yeah. yeah. So it just may be that certain kinds of authors adapt better to film than others uh, because yeah. of, of of the way their stories go. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then there was New Rose Hotel was another Gibson one that that bombed uh, by Abel Ferreira, the the New York. I never even heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one stars uh, William. Uh, uh, what's the hell's his name? Uh, William Defoe. William Defoe. And and actually, you know who else stars in that? Uh, Asia Argento and Christopher Walken too. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, Great cast. Yeah. So weird, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah right, <laughs> right. Yeah, but but the term. You're right. Uh, even though he wasn't the first. Gibson no, he was, was not. Gibson was, he, was yeah. where the term came from. Yeah. yeah. 
But there was people before him, like like we were talking about Philip K. Dick. Well, Philip K. Dick, yeah, but but yeah. really the concept of quote unquote cyberpunk was the, the was, word. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, um, um, but dread. Let's go. Let me go back to dread for a sec, because uh, yeah. if uh, to, I think we've covered cyberpunk as a general subject pretty well. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I, I absolutely loved about this film. Well, there's so many things that I absolutely loved about this film. Um. Uh, generally speaking, and, and obviously differentiating from Judge Dredd, uh, was, it, it, A, it, it was just gritty as all hell. It was just, it was, it, it maintained this graphic novel quality to it that the use of hypercolors, uh, uh, within it, uh, the, 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 the incredible, uh, parallelisms, uh, throughout the film, uh, the, the just, just constantly, Matching these wonderful parallelisms, these, the gorgeous cinematography, the DP work, stunning. Uh, and, and this lovely balance between brutality and beauty. And, and that in the same moment, in several moments of the film, there is this, in, and, and because of the use of the way they depicted the use of the drug slow mo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, there's these, there's this beauty. It's just, I mean, it's stunningly gorgeous beauty. It's in these absolutely horrific moments. It just, it just blew my mind. It was funny because I was watching it again with my wife and uh, she's like, I don't understand why anyone would want to do that. Slow everything down. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, if it feels really good and it lasts longer, that's why they do it. <laughs> well, right, right. It's, it's like, like, why, why? I mean, anything. It's like, why would you use heroin even if it is supposed to be? If it destroys your life, sure. Why would you yeah, use yeah, math? Yeah, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, right. You know? Well, she was talking specifically about the slowdown part of it. It's kind of cool. You get to see things more clear. It's like there's people that take mushrooms or LSD yeah. and, and they say that they, they're spiritual fans or something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so uh, I, I guess that's that's similar to this, right? I mean, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. They definitely yeah, they- see something. <laughs> for sure. Oh, for sure. You see things. Um, and also, um, um, the action of it. I mean, it, it, as you, I think you mentioned this earlier, Barrett, because part of it is, is absolutely this driving score, but it's edited brilliantly. Yeah. Editing is just superb. It's, uh, so you've got this incredible cinematography, this great score, wonderful performances by everybody involved from top to bottom. Great performances uh, from all the actors uh, involved uh, with these wonderful action sequences uh, of, of every kind, uh, uh, cat and mouse stuff and uh, uh, driving, you know, uh, that opening sequence is just it's, it's, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Even the even that when they hit that pedestrian. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're like wow. trying not to give stuff up. Yeah, I was trying to be very general. Barrett. <laughs> right, right. Well, another thing I liked about this film too uh, is Barrett. That that was that Argentinian film we just reviewed. Uh, when evil Where, works. When evil works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that one, it just drops you into the middle of this this like, I guess, alternate universe of Earth, and here 
I like you know you're in an alternate one immediately. Well, they, well, they, they tell you what. what <laughs> well, that, that, the, yeah, the opening right? narration. Yeah. It's it's yeah. perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Right. It drops right. And, you into the world. Right, yeah. and and, the, and it introduces the drug immediately. It introduces the music immediately, uh, and it, it introduces the hyper violence, and it also the dystopia in the sense that even you know the judge says um, justice is. All right, uh, he just killed, uh, ran over somebody, a pedestrian. Therefore, I, I make the judgment uh, execution. There's no trial. There's no trial, nope. This is interesting. My, my son, as I said, who was very, very familiar with the, uh, the graphic novels, said that he, w- he had heard some criticism of this movie because he felt that it didn't do justice and by the way, I'm going to disagree with his point because I've seen it and he hasn't, but that it didn't do justice to the concept that uh, the, the, the judges are, you know, judge, jury and executioner. Uh, uh, and that it's really about the abuse of that power uh, uh, that that's what the graphic novels are about. And I, I, I think that was prevalent uh, in, in this film. I, agree. Uh, I, I think the only, the only reason why, you accept uh, Dredd's choices and eventually uh, Anderson's choices are, are because of the moral code, is because of that moral compass uh, that's employed. Well, and the interesting thing is the dichotomy between her and him. She grew up in that state. Yes, yes. And she calls him out for some of the choices he makes. Yes. And, and he but, tells and, her that she's admirable because she still feels that way. That's right. Uh, there's, there, there, and this is when I said parallelism. Yeah. There's all there's. It's not just parallelism, but it's also uh, dichotomies, as you said. Yeah. There's there's a lot of dichotomy and a lot of and 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 they and the, it, the film is so good at drawing the. What did I, I think I wrote a note here? It, it, there's these wonderful gray areas in this black and white world. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And there are well, consequences and, to choices made. Yeah, and I mean, there are some bad guys that are um, using their power in a way that's not, you know, so great. But the line between them and Dread is not that great. You right. How it, that is, it is. Well, and, and I want to say that, yeah, because first of all, Dread, even if he's, quote unquote, the good guy, he's more of an antihero because he's working for what appears to be, based off of the limited knowledge we know about the government, a government that is 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 not good. It's kind of corrupt and and not necessarily uh, good to its c- citizens. It seems. I agree. Of, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, totally. and so so his moral code to me is similar to and and this I don't know if this this will make sense, but it reminded me of Anton Chigurh from No Country of Old Man. Ha ha ha! And I'll tell you why. Interesting. He, no. Yeah. 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 Because he has this code that. He'll ignore people and he won't hurt people and he would probably even help people based off of how a coin flip, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right, right. And, you know, and, and, right, right. And then, then he says says things like it just has to be this way because th- this is this is how it is. And and dread is kinda like that because you know, like there's a scene later in the film and this isn't really spoiled because it's just a, a random thing I'm saying, is his <laughs> option where his his partner has to make a decision, and he says, "Well, we've already made the, the the decision, so follow through." 
and yeah, I know, I know the movie you're talking about. Actually, yeah, it's one yeah. of the moments I want to talk about later when we get after when we when we've uh, sure, so the uh, thrown out the spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. yeah and, and so she she has to make that decision, and she follows the the script when there is points where you know do you really have to follow the script if that script is not necessarily i i, I mean good I, I don't know how to else to explain no that. no but it's but, but that's that's precisely what my son was talking about was you know uh when you are and 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 that is i'm sure he's correct I, although again i haven't read the graphic novels i'm sure he's correct when you are judge jury and executioner these are the things that our society says you should not ever be uh, that you cannot be the judge jury and executioner it's why our justice system divides those roles uh to make sure that justice is actually served but in this dystopian society where it's 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 degraded to the point of of annihilation ha 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 uh, um that it's that it's now degraded down to this this horrible dystopian future where the only solution that the government could come up with was to have there was no longer an ability to have a tripartite justice system now it had to be the judges because things are happening what 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 does he say at some point he says there are i i, I can't remember the exact quote but it's something like there are thousands of of uh, uh murders of 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 homicides uh daily yeah. thousands right. they can't even take care of them all there's so many right right and, and and the government itself based off of what the judges decisions are part of the quote-unquote murders and they're not even counted in, in that big number you're talking no you about just that. recycle the bodies it's fine well and the yeah, consequences yeah. of that are the regular people have to live with both sides Right, well, so well, they have to. Make they're caught between for sure. Right, they have to that, make compromises. Well, to well, get well that. it's not even that. It's it's well, it is all that, but but it's even more. Human life has no value in this world. I, I think that's right. Yeah, or or uh, a very small value. And is the solution isocubes? Well, well, the val the value is is to use people. Yeah, you, know, you know, similar to like like you know we we see in in say um uh the the novel The Jungle by. Upton Sinclair, where, where people are just used by a company and corporation meatpacking, you know, and whatever, as yeah. as something to, to use, like a robot, you know, you do this. That's I it. am totally impressed that you brought Upton Sinclair into this conversation, Phil. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Totally impressed. Yes, yes. yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, so, and th this is what is here, is that the people in this here are either in the way, because they're just poor civilians that have no value or they're there to pack drugs or they're or to yeah, take them oh yeah exactly. <laughs> to take, oh, right 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 exactly so so there's there's like the value of human beings in this world is 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 to the basis point of, of depravity you um, you you're reminding me of the homeless guy <laughs> yeah, like and that's the interesting guy dichotomy too because you see Dred, yes a slave to the law telling right. him to leave but then later on in the movie, no 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 don't get no, spoiler hasn't been thrown out right well and, and technically he's right you know you, you want you break the law get out of here yeah and, but but when, by the time he comes back you know i won't spoil it but but you, you don't have to just follow the, follow something to the point where it's like 
Yeah, you know, it's the Anton Chigurh thing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's absolutely. So it's kind of weird. But, yeah. All right. So what other uh, general stuff? Uh, I got a we... general thing. So Go for it. You were talking about the the imagery and the coloring oh, um, of the film, and I was uh, thinking about Sin City and how it used oh, color yes. in a similar Absolutely. manner. Absolutely, that's what I was saying. The hyper colors, yeah. The, yeah. These, these, uh, also the, based off of graphic novel. For right. sure. Oh, yeah. it, it, I think what, what's my and my note here, while maintaining the graphic, uh, uh, I, my note right here, uh, the 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 uh, DP, the cinematography was outstanding, maintaining this. Graphic comic book sense, graphic book sense, but through the use of hypercolors. So you absolutely know that you're in a, a, a very gritty, very dark graphic novel. Indeed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I will say, having watched a lot of Japanese anime cyberpunk uh, and Barrett with me, you and uh, Sean Fox did an episode on the cyberpunk uh, oh, I'm not surprised Sean, Fa- Sean, Sean was in that one, yeah. Yeah, Edge Runners. And yeah. uh, um, th- this this you can see uh, ha- has that feel to it where everything's dystopian and, and 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 as you brought up, Dan, it follows its its source material pretty well with, with how it's filmed as well. So. Uh, unlike uh, that other film we won't mention. Oh yeah, we did maybe once or twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> yes. I promised myself I was gonna throw that out at least two or three times, so that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I only know that because people have, have said it as a joke, like similar to the bees, not the bees from. Like, yes, yeah. <laughs> my 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 son and daughter quote it all the time. They're always, you know, whenever it's appropriate. The law. That's three. That's you haven't seen the movie, Phil? No, I never saw a, a Judge Dredd. And I oh, saw, you know, you really should now, dude, just for the like comparison. Our 20s film. Yeah, you have to see it. Yeah. Just, just for the comparison. It, 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 it's, yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to You'll be out. disappointed, but it's fine. Yes, of, course, of course I will. Yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, Sylvester Stallone, so that's not too good. I, hey, I mean, you know what else was really good in this film? Generally speaking, the makeup work. Yeah. With, yeah. with one exception. Oh, interesting, interesting. I want to hear There was a guy later on in the film, he had a small part, I don't want to give away spoilers, but it's a point where they think they have Dread cornered in a booth. And they have a guy wearing a wig that is probably the most ridiculous, stupidest wig I have ever seen. Go back, look at that moment, and tell me I'm wrong. I'm going to have to watch it again. Oh, twist my arm. I have the movie running in the background, so uh, hopefully I'll get to that point. So, so you know, you know, know the point I'm talking about, right? Yeah, Where he's, yeah, he's, he's, yeah he's, I think I do. They think they have him trapped in this booth, and yep. and uh, and this guy goes to go kill him, and he's wearing this. It's like Conan the Barbarian wig. It's <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's clearly the guy's got super short hair. Clearly. Because he's like, he must be like doing a lot of soldier movies or whatever, but he's like, it's like I saw that we I'm like, what the hell were you thinking? I'll have to check it out. <laughs> yeah, it took, it, it, it's the only moment in the entire film that took me out for a second. Sure, sure. Well, and, and speaking of the makeup, yeah, I mean, like, for example. Uh, oh, yeah, her we, scars, Heidi's scars, yeah. Yeah, Lena Heidi's scars. We have yeah. the uh, the guy with the, the the robot eyes because. Yeah. Oh, God, uh, when we get to the spoilers, remind me, I want to talk about that moment. 
Sure, sure. We'll do. Oh, and of course, uh, the the wounds and, and dead bodies and all this oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, was, yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty uh, fantastic. Um, and then, yeah, and, and, and you know what? It's not even the makeup. It's just not just the makeup. It's also the special effects. The CG was fantastic. Oh, how about the, the, the lock and, and just the, the pacing, the energy? But how about that lockdown sequence, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So well done. Indeed, indeed. So well layered. Yeah, yeah. And, and they even have a break where radio communication works, and and it, and it it's perfectly written in the script to say, oh, okay, yeah, I can see how that works now. Well, because of the preset, because the, the the earlier uh, uh, moment with the the you know the 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 skateboarders, yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that was I really, presume that's what you're talking about that moment. That's what there. I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 because they have the, um, they even have the the uh, Chekhov's skateboards at the beginning. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah, Chekhov's yeah. skateboards for sure. <laughs> yeah. and, and it, sure enough, it pays pays off later in the film. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, imagine doing skateboarding like that, uh, seventy floors or eighty floors up. That would be awesome. I know. I was like, <laughs> wow, that's great, that's scary. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, what other things uh, besides the skateboarders and stuff? That, what, any any other things that are non-spoilery? Anybody want to bring up, or should we? What do you want? What do you want to do? Um, I'm trying. I'm I'm looking at my notes to see if there's uh, anything else that that I want to talk about before. I already said the performances, top to bottom, were uh, absolutely amazing. Um, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I already talked about this. I don't, that's, that, but I don't want to talk about that. Uh, the, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for a spoiler. I'm ready to get into specifics unless you guys have something else you want to cover. Okay. So, uh, at this point, we're going to throw up the spoiler. So that means everything and anything that's in the movie we will discuss. Again, this is an 11 year old film. So, uh, if you have not seen it yet, shame on you. But, uh, <laughs> yes, indeed. But uh, either way, uh, go and see it right now. It's available as of November 12th, 2023, uh, free on Netflix if you have a Netflix subscription. Uh, but no matter when you listen to this, even if it's in three years from now, uh, this movie will be readily available wherever movies are found, including uh, discs. Uh, so uh, with that, the spoiler alert is up, and we can talk about everything and anything. All right. Who wants to go? Opening sequence. Okay. So that narration, first of all, as you already said, and this is really just general, the, this, this, the, the way that, that they set up this is the world we live in right now is brilliant. Uh, and the way they introduce the judge is brilliant. It's just, it's a perfect setup from beginning to the, to that incredible opening chase sequence. And it starts a uh, perfect pacing for a movie. Oh yeah, because it keeps that up throughout. And and it's just that 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 wonderful, you know. First of all, you know, introducing you know the motorcycles, which is you know obviously part of the dread phenomena. It, it was well done, well done, super stunts. Uh, uh, the the bad guys introducing uh, in in an opening sequence. The drug, uh, which becomes, you know, central and crucial throughout the whole film, uh, 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 introducing slow-mo and the effects of slow-mo immediately 
because the the dread is on his he's chasing after these three perks who have been identified by the big central command as uh, bad guys they've got lot, multiple com- com- uh, felonies they're drug blah 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 and he's on him and so he he takes the call and he's he's chasing on his motorcycle after this van full of this uh, uh, suburban full of these three thugs uh, and one of them in the back is on this drug slow mo which just slows everything down and so the introduction of that right off the bat fabulous I, I I would agree because a lot of times they they have these little things in front of credits where they have this five minute scene or something. But, <laughs> yeah, exposition, but, but, exposition, exposition. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, or introduce a character, not. But here they introduced a character almost as part of the main story, even though it's not. And it, it, it's hard to explain how. What I yeah. Mean, but, yeah. But it's no. just, it's just boom. I mean, it's, a, you side, just, it's a side it's story. Boom. Right the yeah. 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 It's a side story without being, uh, what, why is this in it, in here, you know? And, and not only, but not only is the side story, it's a side story that introduces immediately the central themes of the film. Everything, yep. absolutely. The, the, Immediately in this, this this chase sequence. Now, a lot of films, there's a chase sequence for the sake of a chase sequence. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, wow, ooh, exciting, ooh, boom, crash, ooh, wow, wow, cool. This one introduces all of the elements that are that are going to become crucial throughout the rest of the film. Yes, Blew my it, mind. Yes, because it, it introduces the drug, it introduces the dystopia, and it introduces the the um i guess anti-hero aspect of the judge character rather yeah, but than yeah the, it introduces yeah. that he's judge jury and executioner yeah the moral exactly. he makes the decision he yeah, makes yeah. the decision these guys have now committed multiple homicides run over pedestrians they are now i, I get to kill them now right and, and, the, and it's funny I, I wanted to bring up this whole scene in the sense that it also the first time i watched it I didn't notice this, but I, when I rewatched it last night, uh, I noticed it completely, which is Judge Dredd, you could argue, is at fault for almost all the deaths in the beginning. And let me explain, <laughs> let me explain what I mean. It's like – I know. We, I got it. <laughs> when, we, we yeah. see, when we see these uh, cop chases and, and things – or them shooting at the criminal and bystanders get hurt or, or shot – it te- does it indiscriminately. It's not, it, tec- technically, it's not. No, no, I don't even mean that. But technically, it's not their fault. Collateral the- damage. But that's the thing is that, like they say, they when you go to court later, you always hear lawyers say, "Well, there was no reason the cops had to follow the person because they already know who the criminal was. They could just waited for him at his house. Why chase them and have a ninety mile an hour chase down highways where pedestrians could get killed? When when they, when." They become desperate. They pull out the gun and they start shooting people and, st- and hijacking other cars. None of that would have happened if if they, the police didn't go in pursuit and and act irresponsible themselves. And so in the modern day, today, a cop, if they had done any of this, you could argue could have been suspended because all the things he did caused the criminals to act even worse. And I'm not saying... Could have been. Would have been. Right. And I'm, not, <laughs> and I'm not trying to say the criminals aren't to blame because they're 100% to blame and they were scumbags, murderers, and all that. And but, some of it might have happened anyway, even without dread, like the best baby. Sure. You never know. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because they are driving under the influence too, right? Well, so and keep they, in mind, it might be harder to track them down in this 
world this because world, yeah, they, so that I get, but I still think he's very indiscriminate. He just shoots right. that thing to take it out. He's not talking about, ooh, what about the people at the side of the road when I blow that thing up? No, no. And, 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 and he very, very calmly says, okay, you know, when, when things progress even further after he takes out the, the, the vehicle and, and there's two of them dead and there's one who runs away. Uh, he's very calmly talks about when he goes into the thing in the mall where, where this guy's already killing a whole bunch of people. He very calmly says, you know, I've got, uh, five bodies for, uh, recycle and, uh, paramedics for three. And he's just like, you know, and you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. If you hadn't been chasing these guys, the odds are this kind of mass destruction wouldn't happen. Well, that you see is, how little life is worth when the robot comes clean it up and says, Hey, correct. we'll open up real soon. Yep, 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 yep. And there's little details that I really like, too. Uh, silly stuff, but like, you know, that little happy face of when the car is flipping over. There's a little ball with uh-huh. a little happy face on yeah, it. It just yeah, made yeah. me laugh yeah, so the, hard. The, the irony. <laughs> yes. Another a dictonomy. What's the word again? Dictonomy. Dichotomy. 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 Thank you. Deuteronomy. 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 You know, you give me a Russian person's last name or a Polish person's last name, I can say that perfectly. But English okay, I have a little side story that I have to tell because this is just funny. Oh, so oh, go for it. So the little robot in there, since I was watching this, I was in BJ's. Is it's like I don't know if you have BJ's out there, but they're they're we like they're like Costco. Yeah, I know anyway, BJ's. So I'm standing around looking at some books in BJ's, waiting for my wife and her mom to get done shopping, and all of a sudden I hear this noise like. Woo woo! And I'm like, what the heck is that noise? And I, I, I just looked in front of me and didn't see anything. And then I hear it again. So I look behind me, and there's this little robot on wheels roaming around the store, and it's called Tally. And you, I don't know what you can do with it because I was just like, okay, this is weird. And I walked away. How, how, <laughs> like, how, big, how tall was it? It was taller than me. It was like it was oh, the big post on a little rolling thing like a Roomba. Well, I don't know if you guys have this back on the East Coast, (laughs) but out here on the West Coast, we have these little robots that deliver food. Oh, no, we don't have that. Oh, yeah, they're these little squat robots, and they they deliver food. Like in the West Hollywood area, it's really (laughs) prevalent. They just You can see them rolling down the sidewalk, going to wherever it is that they're going to be delivering the meal. It's just bizarre. I was like, we're close to dread, man. We're getting there. Jesus. Let me know when they invent slow-mo. I'm going to try it. Actually, it may be interesting. I don't know. So so back back to the movie. Um, So, yeah, yeah. So the movie has uh, Dick. Dichotomy, uh, dichotomy, with, dichotomy, dichotomy with with this. Um, I like dichotomy. <laughs> I'm still I'm still thinking of Philip K. Tick, right? Philip K. Dichotomy. Yeah, yeah. So, but either way, uh, I'm not going to keep on screwing that word up all night. But but either way, um, with, with with like you said, the funny face, and and we're going to open and all this other stuff, and and ju- and Judge Dredd, you know, uh, getting bad guys, and yet he's actually. Uh, somewhat responsible for all the deaths because like we said, oh, yeah. the man yeah. wouldn't even happened if if he didn't know what he did, you know. And he could have called in a drone to say, oh, just follow him home or something, you know. But it is what it is. So, it, but I, then then there's also moments like, uh, and this is a, a great moment uh, I, when he finally catches this uh, thug who's run into this uh, mall, 
area and who's taken a hostage, a, a chef hostage at gunpoint, holding a gun to her head. Uh, and he, he, uh, it kind of cracked me up. So he, he makes a, a joke about hotshot. Right. He says, uh, you know, he says, I don't know, something about hotshot. You know, the guy says, you can't, there's nothing you can do. I, I, you, you can't move because I'm going to kill this hostage. So you can't do anything because I'm going to kill her. So you got to walk away. You got to let me walk away, man. And then, and then the uh, dread makes this joke about hotshot. But what he's really doing is getting ready to arm this hot shot out of his uh, amazing weapon uh and it just <laughs> when he shoots it and this guy's head just starts turning into this red boiling flame of ball of flame i just what a great what a great when, kill. in that scene <laughs> did you feel that her life was important no. you know i actually no, no, I kind i actually kind of did Really? And well, well, yes, well. because he protected her. And she even at the end said, thank you, Judge. But it felt incidental that he protected her. Now, she was thankful. He chose a weapon that wouldn't harm her and yeah, would sure. only kill the perp. That's, That's true. true. Maybe. Sure. No, definitely. He could have he used an armor-piercing bullet. He could have used an incendiary. How sure it would hit that guy? Because he's dread. Come on. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, yeah, I'll accept that. Uh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at that point in the film, I had no idea if, if the guns had, like, partial uh, robotic ability to... I'm still not sure. <laughs> point. Yeah, right, right. You know, you know is, it, is it him and his skill, or is it partly the gun, or both? But either yeah. way, uh, I, I do think that he didn't care about the person necessarily, but... I didn't feel a lot yeah. of feeling. How's but that? He, well, he, 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 right, his, but, but, his but, but, job is I to make it is to be judge, jury, and executioner. But, but, no, but, he gives but, the guy but, a choice. He no, gives but, the guy but, a choice to go into an ISO cube or to die. No, but I mean for the for the the, the chef, he yeah. he knows it's part of his job to try to save her. But I don't think he had any feeling for the individual. I I very much agree. I, I very much okay, agree. That, that's you, what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah I, well, now I understand your points now. Yeah, but yeah. but but that's why it's so why this movie is so interesting because of the juxtaposition of him and Anderson. Yeah. Well, and, and and that's where I wanted to go next because yeah yeah meets, I, pre meets, I presumed <laughs> when he meets Anderson and she's a rookie and she's also a mutant uh, because she can read minds and, and mutants are looked frowned upon. In the right. society, right, and most right. of them are not normal looking. Yeah, right. what did I say? You got three stumpy arms, or a... yeah, right, 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 right. So she, she can, she can, uh, she's not disabled uh, like a lot of mutants. And basically, well, one of the things, that... just from my knowledge of dread, is there is a wasteland, and there are mutants out in it. This is as, as most yeah, information but... we get in this movie is that's, that that's that's true. They right, don't right, get right. a lot of wasteland stuff, right? And well, the wasteland is because of nuclear junk and all that from yeah nuclear fallout yeah it's very right. clear that the mutants are because of radiation right and yeah. it happens and, to affect anderson by making her super psychic right and yeah. her parents weren't deformed but her parents died of of cancer due to the radiation yes and, and and the thing that was interesting about her character at this moment was when the head of the dreads or at least that division she says to 
Anderson, uh, who's on the other side of a glass, where it's sort of, you know, like a police thing where she can't see. Well, it's how we get introduced to her psychic ability. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. They ask, uh, who am I with? And she starts explaining, and she's explaining things about dread to the point where we're about to learn something really important about Something dread. super fucking deep <laughs> that, that yeah, he yeah. does not want revealed, nor does the chief judge. Right, and the chief <laughs> judge says, okay, that's enough. And, <laughs> and obviously the chief judge knows that, too. I, I right. think anybody who's worked good. with dread knows that. Right. So but it, and it tells you he's full of rage, right? I think that, so, yes. Yeah, well, she says that. Uh, he has rage and stuff. But... We're going to learn the reasons why. There's something it, deeper that we haven't yeah. th- that that they never explain, which I'm glad they didn't. Right, yeah. right, right. I'm similar glad to, they left it to our imagination. Similar to Anton Chigurh in a sense, because in that ah, film, except he has no coin. What? what yeah, right, right. What, Woody Harrelson <laughs> and he says has in the that strict film, ten. What? 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 Do you, what do you, what Woody Harrelson says in that film, uh, he has a a certain uh, set of rules and values, whatever. Yeah. You know, and that's right. A moral, he has his own moral compass. Right. Exactly. And dread kind of does too. Yeah. Uh, but at least he, he, it's, it's uh, put in check based off of the job that he works. Well, and the only difference between him and Anton Chigurh is one is accepted by society and the other is not. Uh. And, yeah. and, the diff- and the difference in societies. But that's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is true, too. That is true, too. All right. So, so the, the, the nice the, this is what I was talking about earlier. The nice thing about this is now the the actual the, the Anderson, who is the psychic mutant uh, played by uh, what's her name? Uh, Olivia, Olivia Thurby. Yeah. Thurby. Thurby. Thurby yeah, right. Yeah. Wonderfully done. Wonderfully. She's a fantastic actress. Uh, she, uh, she's actually failed. Uh, uh, the 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 tests that allow you to become a judge. Yes, she right. hasn't passed. She's on the borderline, on the negative side. By I think it's like a margin of three, they said, or something like that. Yeah, and very so, small yeah, very small. Amount. And so he says, "Well, so what? So then she's a failure. So she's not a judge." And she goes, well, you know what? We think she's got enough there with her psychic abilities that we think maybe she's borderline. And guess what? You get to take her out on the road and assess her. Right. So they become partners. Yeah. And it's, and, and that, that sequence where he lays out the law. Oh, I did it four times. <laughs> There you go, there you go. <laughs> where, where he lays out the law to her about these are the things that you will right, be assessed right. upon, and he sets up the terms of the assessment. I thought that was great. Yeah, and, well, and especially because it pays off later. You know? Some of them are are uh, if you lose your your weapon, you yep. fail. If you uh, don't fall through with a judgment, you fail. You know, and things like that. Basically, one of the things I liked that it showed about his character, though, was even though he knew she failed, he judged her fairly. Like, yeah, at the, he, at the end, yeah, he did yes. not. Well, I mean, even through it, he's just talking to her like a normal trainee. He never lets that influence his training. I, uh, agreed, agreed. His assessment well, is always based on assessment, based uh, on the yeah. rules of the game. But, but also, he wasn't the one that said you failed. She came out and says, "Yeah, at I, the I end, yeah. lost my weapon. Right. So I, I failed, so I, I don't care." And and it wasn't. Him. And so I made a decision about this guy. And that was my judgment, and I'm allowed to make that, and I can still yeah. go fucking kick right. ass, right? Because yep. right. I'm because so I'm still a judge until you're finished with your assessment. So, so yep. I feel that Ju- Judge Dredd wasn't really judging her as harshly as we may have thought he was, because I think he was still going to come to the same conclusion at the end that he did. 
which is he passes her. Well, I think throughout the film, uh, um, the the relationship, which is obviously the, the one of the yeah, most crucial parts of the entire film, is the relationship between the two of them and that uh, that dichotomy, though, uh, of the two that 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 she is more of a dichotomy. sensitive feeling, the dichotomy. <laughs> Philip K. Dictotomy, that, that she is more of a sensey, uh, as a, a feeling, although she definitely has a, a, an arc of progression as well towards judgeship, interestingly. Yeah. Uh, and, and his, I think his softening, uh, I, I think there's a, a softening of his judgment as well. And I, that's what one of the things I really, really liked about their relationship was they balanced each other to find a place in the middle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It makes and, him more human. And, yep. but she also becomes more, um, hardened too, because we, yeah, that's my, that's my point. That's yeah, precisely my at, point. Because at the beginning she's willing to, uh, doesn't want to uh, kill somebody that has been judged dead you know, to be executed. While at the end, she has no problem just blowing it. Boom, 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 boom. Because, because she's learned a lot. Um, I, 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 I said earlier on, and I'm going to repeat it because I just thought, I think it's a, 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 I like my quote. There's the, the thing about this film is there's so many gray areas in this black and white world. And there's so many great moments in this film where the consequences of the choices made are paid off. Yeah. And it's, that's one of the things about this film that I just loved for like, there's that moment talking about her, her movement, her character's arc. There's that moment where she has that choice to execute this guy. He, he basically says, you have to, you have to follow through because it's part of the assessment. Right. Yep. Right. And, and, and that's her job. Yeah, it's your job. And and they've just come through this massive, you know, they're, 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 the lockdown has happened. The whole bill, we'll all go back to, we'll, we can go back to that to explain. But anyway, there's this moment where she chooses, where he tells her you have to make a choice. You have to do do what you're supposed to do. And she just shoots this guy. Just And it's the first time she's actually had to consciously choose to shoot somebody and kill him. And well, then and there's later more on, consequences to that. Yep. And then later on, the consequences when she meets his wife or baby mama or whatever you know when when she meets the woman uh, and she looks on the at at the photos on the frame and she realizes oh shit i killed this woman's husband well and she oddly enough has to face more of the consequences than he does because she can read people's minds that's correct that's correct Yeah. yeah that's true so she uh well, she's definitely more human anyway, because, again, she's a rookie. She's lived in this environment. She said she grew up in a place similar to the Peach peach Towers or whatever the hell it's called. Peach, peach trees. Peach, peach trees. trees. Peach trees, yeah. yeah. And she then uh, – and, and also, like you said, she can read minds. And she has uh, empathy and whatnot. Well, he's already gone, probably – because of what she was going to say, that she could read his mind, and, and this, the chief said, "All right, that's enough. We don't need to hear it." Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, I, I feel that that you're absolutely, absolutely right. Uh, that even though it is the mind reading, but it's also so much more too. I yeah. agreed. Yeah. Okay, we, you know, we should probably go back uh, and talk about peach trees and talk about uh, mama and, mama. Uh, and, and how mama that all clan. ties in <laughs> the mama clan. Yeah, let's do that. Um, all right, so uh, basically, 
like like we see in the movie Candyman uh, and things like that. There's these Jack tenement, City. There's yeah, there's there's these tenement buildings where uh, look pretty cool from the outside because they're tall and and they're like wow, whoever lives there must be rich. And but then you find out they're actually just um, they're tenements. Low, yeah, low low income housing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Tenements. Yeah, the, the yeah. difference between these tenements and the ones my mother lived in is that these have 80, 80 floors, while my mother's was three. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Eighty floors? You mean two hundred floors? Two hundred. You're right. Two hundred oh floors. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so what what happens is um, there's. Uh, well, we get introduced to the Mama Clan. We get introduced. Yeah, it's basically, the mob, oh, that's great. Basically, yeah. a mob business t- took over this tower, and though there's civilians that live there, it's become a haven for for a criminal um, underground gang. Basically, live in hostages, like Wesley Snipes says in New Jack City. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Lena Hedy or Hedy, I don't know how she pronounces it. Uh, who, who was, uh, for those who, who, who know her name, Cersei in, in uh, Game of Thrones. So good. Uh, also plays, in Terminator show. And Terminator, that's right. That's oh, right. Oh, and, oh, and you know what else she played? Didn't she play uh, Witchblade too? I think you're right. I believe yeah. she was in Witchblade. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, yeah she, she was. Wow, player. that's a that's a that's a poll, oh, Phil. I'm, oh, I'm oh, oh, yes, thank you. And and then uh, also she was in 300. She was the wife. That's yeah. right. She was in 300. That's correct yeah. again. And Another the, great and the poll. sequel. And the sequel. To are you looking this shit up or are you just no, coming no, right I, I just swear to God, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just know everything about Shahidi because of uh, he loves Cersei. Yeah, he loves she's, yeah. she's amazing. Anyway, she plays this super villain. She is a super villain, which is, you know, in this kind of environment, you have to have a super villain and she is it. And you get introduced to her. She's already, she's, she's actually, she's lying and naked in the bath. Although you don't get to see a whole lot. I know Phil, that, that probably upset you a little, but I, I, uh, I think everybody would like to see it. Anyway. I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So she's on slow-mo. She's on this slow-mo, this drug, which is, as I said, I think much earlier in our cast, it's this gorgeous, it's, it, it slows everything down, but it makes everything absolutely stunningly beautiful. Every drop of water, as she flays her hands across the bathwater, and every every moment is colored and beautiful and serene. So you think, oh, that's so pretty. And then the next thing you know, she's you're, you realize she's this horrible person. These guys have been trying to uh, horn in on her drug uh, area, and so she orders them to be skinned alive and thrown off the balcony 200 floors down to the to the uh, patio area <laughs> and then one of her guys one of her um, cohorts i think it was k who suggested it uh, says, Welcome oh, hey, should we give him slow-mo America. first? The third Republican debate is in the books as presidential yeah. primary the voting. The concept of away. that, the just the pure the evil concept of that, again, talk about a super Bond villain's got nothing on her. Yeah, and it's an interesting character because uh, we learned her backstory, uh, which is she was a prostitute in in some sex district. Um, And so she's obviously coming from a uh, lower class or or, 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 or,
How are you feeling yes, and when uh, are you going to get back on the campaign trail? A life and how did she escape the uh, sex district there, Phil? You feel better well, what about everything. Gets, uh, I, I've been drinking a lot of water. I'll be down for another couple pimp. days. But pimp, by her pimp. Yeah, by her own pimp. One of the things I would recommend to every single American, I know it's not possible, by the way, if you ever want to love You can say junk. Yeah, yeah, it was a few of them. He said a bunch. So either way, he somehow gets power as a mini mob boss and then moves into this building here where there's been a peace between three rival gangs. And then she goes in and just mass murders them all with her. It takes over Peachy. And she's and we talked about earlier her makeup, the makeup, the scars on her face, they're really they good, yeah. deep slash cut scars, and it's just it's really just really great makeup work. Well, and, and it's cool too they show her uh, police photos running, and you're a couple states away from. She's all pretty, and yeah, and now she's and you are suspending your president. You see that what the physically she's become sort of monstrous to match her personality. Yeah, and her character is so interesting because she she has so many plans within plans within plans. Yeah, yeah. You know, she couldn't have been expecting this particular scenario to play out, but she's ready for it. Oh, yeah. But remember what I said earlier about consequences of choices? Yeah. And parallelism? Her her final death Everywhere the final the destruction of the country, of the villain uh, in this piece is a perfect example of that. She is 100% a consequences of her choices. It is a perfect death, literally. She is hoist on her own petard. And I think she even appreciates that fact. I think so, too. That end sequence is something else, man. Yes, it is. Also, I gotta say, too, you are the highest-ranking African-American Republican politician in the country. Worst enemy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she decided to allow one of her underlings to get revenge on three nobodies that were trying to, you know, that's and the skinning in the slow-mo throw-off right. balcony that we discussed, yes. Right. Those looked really real, by the way. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so if she did not... Maybe, maybe I shouldn't ask you. Maybe I should ask the voters the what it says to make about the Republican a Party. Because, and it wasn't even her point. It was, it was her underling that said, what, let's make a point. Let's, let's yeah, that's right. Yeah, and yeah, she goes, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever, I don't care. And by, by yeah, being that I'll way, that's what brings the drudge folk there. That's what brings dread there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, in her underling is ultimately her ultimate downfall. Yes, correct. underling. And and her ultimate downfall because of all of the choices she makes because she doesn't want that underling to reveal what he knows. And he's been captured by the judges. And and another problem with her character is facing each other and facing our future. The better off we will be as Americans and the more issue, yeah. her downfall to come back together to be that one nation under before God. the fall. 
Because yes. She, oh my God. Yes. Because she does the, the uh, uh, your your personality. Oh, the intercom. And she you uh, the judges. She, she says, you, you I want everybody to kill the judges. And again, the odds look. You it's like it's going to be in her favor because any other based off of candidate. my understanding, even though Judge. Seems well, like so the, the voters are really smart. I would have to know killable. each person to so tell them who they should vote for based one, on what their priorities are. I'm going to recommend that the voters most uh, study each candidate and their candidacies. And, you know, and, well, they're, they're and interestingly I, I enough, the best decision for the future of the country. Interestingly the enough, she doesn't know who Dredd is. She doesn't know his notoriety. So she can't really appreciate the fact Would that he is the one that's come there, and she thinks that she's untouchable because she even has judges in her pocket. Yeah, yeah, which we which which uh, we learn much later, which is a, a really interesting point about the corruption of uh, of, of those who who are judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah, uh, that, that which I think is why I disagree with my son about his feeling like the movie didn't or whatever critics he followed or, or uh, discussion threads he, he he followed about this. I don't think they're right at all. I, I, th- I think the corruption of uh, the ultimate uh, people of ultimate power is absolutely a theme of this film. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I, I want to go back to one thing I said, because I'm not, I, I'm going to, I'm willing to bet dollars to donuts. That means I'll put up the dollars. You put up the donuts. That when I said she is hoist on her own petard, you guys don't know what a petard is. I do not. Your butt? No. Haven't you ever heard the expression like from pirate days? Ah, hoist on your own petard. Oh, I've heard. I've heard hoist on your own petard, but I've never. What what did you think it was? Hoist on your own butt. I don't know. Nope. (laughs) It's a bomb. Yeah, I just looked it up. It's a bomb. bomb. It's a a small bomb. bomb. They used to they used to have them the the the, the uh, on boats on on ships on on sailors that would uh, like pirates and and yeah, sailors blast out a door. They would yeah they were small ah. bombs small handheld bombs that you could light and throw. Uh, and so when you were hoist on your own petard, it meant that you lit it and you didn't get a chance to throw it and you blew up with yourself. <laughs> so when I say she her perfect death is a perfect death because she's hoist on her own petard, I mean it literally. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It blew yeah, my mind. Because, you know, it's interesting. Even the, her last downfall was she, the the person she tortured, meaning the, the computer analyst guy that she had working for her. Right. And this is the point. Yep. When, you, when you're done, I want to talk about this. But go on. Yeah, he's the guy that, to save his own skin, or, you know, and prove that he's not, he's really a victim, he tells them or or is going to tell them the code she reads the mind anyway so she gets the code to get into the the apartment where um um the Ma- mama yeah Ma- yeah. Mama, yeah magical magical that's what i was looking for magical yeah, mama magical so, something magical madeline magical something Ma- like that yeah yeah madam mama magical and and so if she had not been that evil bastard to that poor guy he would have probably never betrayed her. In the first yeah, time. I mean, she, she holds him at one point, I think, at, at a knife point uh, while he's trying yes. to cover for her in this fake. Uh, that they, they, they there's this sequence where they lock down the entire tenement. They they basically she she, she this guy who's a super techie guy who works for her, gets control of the entire building and he convinces the judges uh, home base 
that uh, they're doing a special test and they need to shut down the whole thing so they can they basically put shields up metal they go super into glass doors they go into war, war mode. mode right yeah, yeah. Uh, but Which is interesting in itself. <laughs> here's something I didn't catch until the second viewing. Did you catch the thing about his eyes? Yes, he got them ripped out and replaced, didn't he? But did you yeah. know that they showed that in the beginning of the film? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I yes. didn't. Yes. I didn't. I, I didn't realize that on. he was the same guy. I remember yeah. seeing the sequence where, you know, it's very obvious. It's pretty graphic in the early moments when they're showing how evil Mama is, that she's taking one guy and she's just shoving her thumbs into his eyes. But I never put it together that it was this tech guy, that he was that victim. Because yeah. he has these, he's, he has these uh, mechanical eyes. Well, now. well, you know what? It's one of those things that you you wouldn't catch unless you possibly rewatch it a second time. And that's when I caught it on the second yeah. time. I went, Holy yeah. shit! Oh my god, he was the guy. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's great. Hey, did you notice this when? They finally break into Mama's area, and she's got the bomb hooked up to her arm, which is hooked up to her heartbeat, you know, a dead man switch on her arm to blow up the whole building and kill everybody in it. Um, did you notice, because uh, um, uh, Anderson gets shot, and she gets put, she's on the ground. Did you guys notice that there's one of the, the techie guy's twisty wire tigers in front of her? I did not notice that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's and I don't know why that is. I don't know why they put it in there or what the what the writer and or director were trying to say with that moment. But when Dredd is, is slow mowing uh mama to throw her off the balcony to give her what she deserves, uh basically paralleling the death of the skinned guys in the very beginning of the film perfectly. Um when he's doing that, she she kind of she's stunned and she's on the floor. She's been shot and she kind of lifts her head up, and right in front of her is one of those little wire twisty creations that the techie guy makes. It's a little tiger or a lion right in front huh. of her face. Interesting. I don't know why that was or what they were trying to say with it, but I thought, what a really interesting touch. I wonder yeah. why. <laughs> I wonder if it was because of a scene that got cut because I noticed earlier in the film. The techie guy was making little twisty things. Yeah, I noticed out of his too. wires. Yeah, but I didn't notice that laying. And then later on, it shows up yeah. in front of her face. I didn't. There, there's no, there's no connection that yeah, that I could figure out. Right, right, it just right. was. Yeah, because earlier when we see it, it's not like someone's on the ground with it in front of them, is it? His face is like in front of him. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a good question, actually. I don't know. Um, okay, uh, here's something that I, again, because I just, like I said, to me, the, the parallelism in this film is one of the things that I probably love the most. There's that moment in the very early part where the, before they even go into Peach Trees, where he says, Dredd says to Anderson, are you, are you ready? And she says, uh, yeah. And she says, you don't look ready. Yeah, right. And then <laughs> later on, when they're getting ready to go into Mama's uh, the final, like the final breach, he goes, "Are you ready?" And she goes, "And she goes, yeah." And he goes, "You look ready." Right, <laughs> I right. love that. Yeah, it's I love that awesome. bring around. Yes, yes, that's actually a good catch. I didn't even yeah. think of that. 
Yeah. I just, I, and there's there's moments like that throughout the film, like where she's not film. wearing her helmet, and he's like, "Yes, I was wondering when you're going to notice you weren't wearing your helmet." It's <laughs> like it interferes with my psychic ability. I think a bullet would interfere more. Yeah, great. <laughs> that, was, that was an great awesome line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he accepts her her response, and he's just like, "Okay, moving on." Admirable. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then there's this, and then there's that uh, the the payoff again. Uh, the payoffs in this movie are so good. The um, early on, uh, so um, just to set the stage, there's uh, the underling of Mama named Kay, he's an African American, well portrayed by this African American actor. He's her underling. He's the guy who skinned the three guys who suggested slow mowing them. And throwing yeah, him off the Alex, balcony. Uh, I think oh, that's the actor, yeah. Yeah, Wood, uh, something, uh, he, he was in The Wire. He's fantastic. He is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, he is really good. Anyway, so basically, when they go in to raid this early, uh, when Dredd and Anderson go into this early area, uh, on the very low, one of the very low floors, they go in to bust one of the, one of the, the Mama clan's rugs. They, uh, they capture, um, Kay. Uh, her underling, uh, not knowing that he's like one of the big, big wigs just happens to be in this area at the time when they're taking all these low life drug users out. Uh, and she reads his mind and realizes, Oh my God, you're the guy who was skinned and, and threw those guys off the balcony. You're the killer. Uh, and, and Dredd says, Are you sure? She says, Well, 99%. And he goes, That's not enough to execute. So we'll have to take him <laughs> back for execution, for uh, interrogation, which sets up the entire chain of sequences right which yeah. is why they go into lockdown because uh mama does not want the information he has to be released and she knows he'll talk under interrogation yeah obviously their interrogation methods are really good oh, yeah you, you, you get a sense that, that nobody <laughs> walks out of interrogation without giving all the answers and then some yeah, especially, so, in the, especially in this world. Yeah, in this world, for sure. So, where well, obviously it's no holds barred. I mean, we know that just from the very beginning. So, um, so they, uh, so there's this moment later on. They, so they're taking this guy in prisoner, and that's why all of the shit comes down. It's why Mama locks down the facility and tries and orders everybody from all 200 levels. Your only job is to kill these two judges. That's your job. Do it. Or die, and right. so they, they, the the rest of the film is a series of of wonderful action sequences where Dredd and Anderson escape various levels of of, of hell, trying uh, through their abilities uh, uh, while trying to maintain the safety of this one prisoner who who has the keys to everything and is the reason why the hell's coming down on them. So there's this one moment. I, I'm getting there. I'm getting to my point. Where there's a psychic battle uh, with Anderson and this guy Kay, where he tries to shock her with sex images of him and her, and then something else that we don't get to see exactly that's supposed to be horrific, and it really bothers her. But then the payoff later on at the end, when uh, she is with him alone, and 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 goes into his brain. When they're in the schoolroom, you know what I'm talking about? The moment I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah when, so they're yeah. in the schoolroom, and, and, and he doesn't want to give up the information. And, 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 uh, Dredd goes, you know what? All this shit is coming down awfully hard 
And it's only started because we took you into custody. You know something she doesn't want us to know. What is it? And he starts to beat the shit out of the guy, choking him, trying to give it up. And the guy won't give it up. Fuck you. Fuck you. And uh, uh, Anderson, the psychic, says, you know what? Let me try. And she goes into his brain. And there's this great, wonderful payoff, payback sequence where she goes into his brain and just totally fucks with him which ends up with him so terrified and giving up all the information and pissing himself because he's so scared. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, that, yeah. Awesome. 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 Payoff consequences of your choices. Great moment. Well, well let me ask you this. Speaking of, of that character, Kay, yeah. um, when he is able to escape, meaning, meaning he, 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 when they're distracted and he puts his arms under He gets away and he takes her gun and puts it at her head. Yeah. Let me ask you this. This was a weird moment because there was these two young kids, probably late teenagers, pointing guns at Anderson and Dredd. I'm so glad you brought this moment up. And Dredd acts out of character in this one. This is the only part of the whole film I felt he acted out of character. He, He puts his gun on stun. Well, if... Based off of how he acts the rest of the film, they have guns pointing at him. I, I would have thought he would have just blown him up. And this is where and this is where I I think I'm gonna disagree with you, Phil. Okay. I believe when I was talking about this earlier. Maybe, I maybe believe this is the point where, where it's that it's this moment be, where yeah, her yeah. influence on him yes. right, right, right. her influence on him. Has, has softened him to a degree of his judgment is perhaps a little more lenient and more towards the positive of the moral compass. See, so this is he, where he recognizes I, these are just young kids who were scared shitless and they probably would really wouldn't, even though they pointed the guns at him and they pretended like they're going to shoot, he probably realizes, you know what? These kids might have a chance. Let me stun them instead of killing them. Maybe they'll spend some time in an ICQ and maybe they'll come out better for it. I had a feeling that it was something about his character we don't know. Oh, interesting. You mean like the, the thing that, that was revealed uh, and not revealed? By something Anderson to do with that, possibly, or just some aspect of his character we don't know about. Well, that's fair. Um, and I both things I, might I, be true, I, right? I, I, th- I think yeah. you're more apt to be right, Dan, because... It actually fits into the narrative how the, better. How the narrative better, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but 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 again, both things might be true. But it could be sure, that sure, what sure. she sure. spotted underneath was just this, which is what she has been reaching towards the whole time. Right. Yeah. Right. Which fits the narrative as well. That's right. true. Yeah. Well, well, and that that comes down to uh, the the point that. Um, but I do have a problem with this moment that's different than the one you have. Okay, but before you get into that, I, um, I want to point out that. Uh, well, no, yeah, just get into it. It wasn't okay. okay. Well, I was my my, this is this is uh, other than the stupid fucking wig, which I'm gonna try and let go of. Yep, yep, yep. Other than that, this was the one moment in the film that I went, wait a second, she has this amazing psychic ability, and I, as an audience, am looking at this guy behind her, seeing clearly he's thinking, hey, I can grab her now. I can grab her and take her gun. I'm going to do that right now. Her you're watching him. You're, but, but, yeah, yeah, but even so, her psychic ability is so strong that I found it so hard to believe that she didn't sense that. 
Yeah, it, it's that she shouldn't sense that threat coming it's from Brian. The one thing that feels convenient for the movie. Yes, correct. And now, yeah. yes, you could argue that oh, she's focused on the little kids and dread, and maybe how it's going to behave to these young kids. Maybe it just bothered me. Yeah, and I, I feel that's a very fair, fair uh, yep. opinion. Yeah. Mind you, it's a really niggling minor point. <laughs> Because yeah. it's very nitpicky. Because I just love this movie. So, I have a question for you, Dan. As sure, an actor. sure, sure. So, Carl Urban never takes his helmet off. Is and, that and neither does Judge Dredd in the graphic novels. Yeah, well, but for an actor to be willing to do that, would you say it's significant? Yes, and That's I would say I would it's think. I would say it's significant for a number of reasons. It's um, um, as an actor, one of the things I really actually love is mask work. Uh, and, and on stage, you get to do it a lot more than you do in film. Although, you know, you can argue like a Doug Jones is always doing mask work. True. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, all of his characters are mask work. Yeah, yeah, that's true. From Star Trek to the, the uh, Shape of Water to to, uh, oh, uh, to Patient was, Seven, hell. Uh, and, and, and what's, what's that other thing? Um, don't don't, don't uh, the, the 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 demon guy that uh, that uh, rips off his haunts, the, the superhero. Uh, yes. Uh, what the hell is that character called? Everybody knows his character. Uh, the the, the, the big from Hellboy. Yeah. Hellboy. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you already say that, Dan? I didn't. No. But that yeah, that yeah. my point is that yeah, Doug yeah. Jones always works yeah. through masks. Right. So in you film, did, you did, you did in, in film, film, masks are pretty much prosthetics. And I I got to work through a mask in Lurking Man uh, because that was certainly not my face that you were looking at. It was it was the prosthetics of of Serial the Archangel. So mask work for an actor is really interesting it gives it gives a great deal of freedom more so than you would think uh uh to allow an actor to pursue other things that he doesn't that that the actor w- might not normally do because all of his features are being shown right so so when when Herb, when uh, Carl Urban was given the opportunity to do Dread and he never removes the mask and all you see is the lower half of his face, it means he has to rely more on other aspects of his character, uh, his physicalities, uh, other you have to you, you, you get he gets to play with different things that he normally wouldn't get to play with to bring the emotions to life, to bring the truth of the character to life. So like what he says becomes more and, important than. Oh god! I was just saying <laughs> what he says becomes more important because you don't have facial cues to tell you things. Well, and Barrett, that's what I wanted to bring up is is this as Dan just mentioned it follows the comic book where he never takes off his mask, right? That's right. While, yeah. while, while Halo, the TV show, they change it up completely and they have the guy take off his mask. And, yes. and I thought that was a, a mistake to not only the source material, but to the true fans of, of the source material. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Good start, example. They, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm glad that, that he, he, uh, he, he maintained that. I'm glad they maintained it for the film. And I, I just thought feel like his work through the mask was fantastic. Now, yeah, I, I, I feel I, like there's I, actors that would not be willing to do that because they're so vain. Yes. You oh, know, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I imagine uh, there are. Well, I, I, I got it. I got an example of that. Uh, the, Boris Karloff was offered the Invisible Man. 
Oh, that's right. And, and he turned it down. That's right. Because most of the film, he would have to wear the, the tape around his face. The, man, the bandages, yeah. The bandages. Mm-hmm. So Claude Lorraine's lucked out and got that film, right? And, and, got, and, got, and, and got, talk got about there. a performance. Talk about he, a performance. Yeah, Claude Lorraine's through the, the bandages, yeah, through that mask. Right. The right. things he brought to that character, terrifying. Yeah. Exactly. So it shows you that vanity, like you said, can, can cause an actor to turn down a role. Uh, Urban saw this as an opportunity to become an A-lister and rightfully took the role and he was great in it. Uh, it's not his fault. The film didn't become a blockbuster. But I, I did want to say that, your, Barrett, your point about about whether or not it fit the narrative, uh, how, how he acted in that, that earlier scene that we were talking about, mm-hmm. one way we can find out is is through the comic book right and and since we don't know it the audience anybody who's listening to this can email us uh, at dark discussions at aol.com and let us know um anything about the comic book the character there and how it relates to this film and whether or not um you know it could be both yeah it'd be very interesting to hear uh, uh somebody who's more familiar with the the graphic novels to to hear their point of view exactly sure. yeah Yep. So there, there were other things in, in this in this film that I, I just really loved. Uh, there was, um, uh, you know, I, I liked the the twist uh, of the. And we talked about this earlier about the corruption versus honor. You know, the the, the, the when they when they find we finally get these dre- these judges who are the bad judges who come in and and store and are allowed in because they're in in league with Mama. Uh, and they are there to hunt Dread and and Anderson and kill them to make it look like they were killed in the drug bust. Uh, and 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 the differences between the way they behave and the choices they make for money over the choices that Dread and Anderson make for their moral compass. I like that very much. Yes, it was a great twist. I didn't see it coming the first time. I didn't see it coming at all. And I loved the the sequence too, the cat and mouse uh, sequence with the bad uh, judges and Dread. Yeah, and they're never yeah. tricked. Like Dread already knows. Yeah, pretty much. And she, and she, the second she knows, she shoots the other. Well, she, yeah, she's fucking psychic. He's <laughs> like, no, it's okay. You can lower your weapon. I'm I'm here to rescue. You. Fuck you. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I can read your mind, which you should have been able to do with K, but we'll let that go. But I love that. I thought that it almost reminded me of um, the Bruce Lee film, Enter the Dragon, the sequence in the mirrors. Do you guys know Enter the Dragon? It's been a long time since I've seen it. Oh, you remember the the final battle with the evil bad guy and Bruce Lee is in this room of mirrors. A lot of mirrors. Yeah. yeah, And it's a cat and mouse game. That's kind of this uh, this cat and mouse in the steam room, wherever that was. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, Where where, where he where he ends up killing two out of the three guys uh, and then gets shot by the third guy with the armor piercing bullet because he's out of ammo. Yep. Great sequence. And then especially, I really, really, really <laughs> loved two things. I loved the, the, it was disgusting, but wonderful. The high explosive armor head explosion. Yes. Great yes. kill. Great kill. And then I love Dread. He's dying. He's, he's been shot through the wall with the armor piercing bullet from the one left, the only bad guy left. And then he's standing there and he's lording it over him and he goes, wait. 
And the guy starts going, wait, fuck you. Why would I want to wait? What am I waiting for? For you to do something? For me? Why am I waiting? So I do, I, and he just keeps yaggering on about how great he is and how, how, how weak Dread is and how he's going to die and he doesn't have to wait. And then she shows up and just shoots the shit out of the guy. And he goes, no, I meant wait for her to shoot you. Yeah, you you gotta love the vil- the villain monologue, but it it was good because it was very Bond. He, he got him to do it though. He taunted him. Oh yeah, he taunted him into wait. <laughs> uh, I think that's. Um, I'm just looking through my notes. I think that's pretty much all the notes I have. Other than I was impressed that Urban got to say at least three times a quote like "I am the law." And he never once went, I am the law. <laughs> right, no, right, right. That's right. five. Just nothing I'm counting. <laughs> <laughs> but he said, it, yeah, they were like two or three. He just, I, I am the law. I can't remember all the other ones, but the, two or three times he said he got that line in, which is, I think, appropriate because that's that's kind of the core of, of of being judge, jury, and executioner. You're all of it. You're the law. Right, right. And I'm assuming that must come from the comic book again. Uh, oh, of course, obviously. Yeah. Yes, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and and then again, just I, I know I harped on this before, but I, I, there were two things. Um, I liked the parallelism of. Uh, um, at one point, Dread just takes one of the thugs and he just throws him over the balcony. Yes. Oh, that was that was that was the number two man. Her number. Yeah, the number uh, Caleb, right? Caleb, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kill him immediately, like halfway through the film. For crying out loud! Yeah, yeah. So, so I like that that paralleled the 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 villains. Here's the hero doing the same fucking thing. No slow mo. <laughs> but then at the end, he does exactly the same thing. She hooks her, the uh, Hades uh, mama hooks this this dead man switch to her arm. So, and she says, I can, if you shoot me and my heartbeat stops, I've got high explosive rig to every, every floor of this building. Thousands, tens of thousands of people are going to die because you killed me. So you can't kill me. And he just says, yeah, okay. So he shoots her in like not the a negotiation. Side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is not a negotiation. Your sentence is death. And he shoots her in the side and then he, shoves slow-mo in her face and then he throws her over the balcony and she because he says i don't know what he says that thousands of tons of concrete probably will kill the charge i'm guessing and he throws her off the balcony and there is that beautiful just it's it's um it's the it's stunning how beautiful it is her fall through uh, all the way down and she's like almost like She's like swan diving yes. and flipping and there's gorgeous colors all around her and frac- fractal pieces of glass. And it's just beautiful until she splats. <laughs> right, right. Because, because, because it's through her perspective being on the drugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 I think, brilliant. And you know what another brilliant moment was? Um it uh, again it's the same thing it's a, it's the same thing i loved about this film it's a brutality shown in this stunningly beautiful sequence there's that chain gun sequence oh that's yeah, my favorite yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. chain gun movie. sequence but, yeah, where, gatling where, guns, the, the gatling guns, guns where they're yeah. just yeah. shooting this fucking entire floor just killing everybody anybody just trying to get to the judge and and k trying to kill them so that he can't reveal the secrets and it's just 
And it's just, it's, it's, it's horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying. Children and kids and parents and they're just being just blown to shit. And yet it's so beautiful. It's yeah. so gorgeous. Yeah, it's so well shot. Absolutely. Well, and I love that scene because she's standing there waiting till she gets sight of him. Oh, yeah. In the, in the second she sees him peering out from the She side. grabs the gun. <laughs> right. Absolutely, absolutely. Also, also another interesting uh, film was, part of the film was when the, the four judges come to, to quote-unquote, help. They, yeah, yeah, the, the corrupt we, ones, yeah. We, we don't know they're bad. Right. But the the way we learn they're bad is when the medic or the doctor or whatever he was. Oh, my God. I, 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 I'm so glad you said that, Phil. Go on. Yeah, yeah for, because first of all, he was a dink because he wouldn't help yeah. the judge. So, yep. so he, you know, he he got his just rewards. But Remember it, what I said, consequences of choices is one of the yes. themes of this film, which was perfectly done. Right. He's, to, yeah, have, he has yeah. an opportunity to help the judge when she first announces I'm going to kill him. He, he says we can go into the medics and we'll be safe there. And he shuts it down and closes everything off. And he says, nah, you can't come in here. I'm neutral. Yeah. I'm and neutral. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no way to get in. Nothing. You know, yeah. It, so, yeah. Fuck you. Sorry. I, I, I'm safe here. You're yeah. going to die anyway. You're already dead. So, yeah, that's your problem. So, so it, when, <laughs> when, when the medic comes out finally to talk to the judges, because he thinks these four judges are there to say, help everybody, he says – they, he says what happened, and then they say, uh, so will you uh, uh, testify uh, under oath for this? And he goes, absolutely. And then they just blow his brains out. They and just blow his fucking know. brains out. They go, consequences of choices, brother. Yeah. Well, I have to yeah. say, I knew that those cops were bad, Phil, because when she said, we need to call 911. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. That's we knew they were bad as the audience, yeah. but he didn't. Yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. Right. Yeah. No, it was yeah, it was so clear. But the two good judges who are standing there trying to get in and are getting stalled by the techie because uh, Mama's holding a knife to his gut. Uh, uh, um, yeah, we we and they say no, we can't get in. They're, they're bl- they can't open them up. They have some function. They just go let us in. Oh, boop, shields go up. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that's too funny. Um, I did want to bring up uh, one thing uh, because it may have been not noticed, but the the tech guy, the guy with no eyes, yeah, that that is played by Don Hartnell Gleason. Yeah, I couldn't pronounce his name. It's a Don yeah. Dougal, or yeah, yeah, because he's that's very nice. Irish, I think. Yeah, yeah, and and, and he's a big actor, kind of now. He's been in a lot of stuff. That's and his great. father, his father was a, a big actor too. But the reason. The, the the connection with this film is because of this film. This is the reason why he got the, one of the starring roles in Ex Machina, because Garland. That's what I know him from Ex Machina, right? Garland wrote this film. Yeah, had him yeah. on set working with, with this Peter Travis director, and then brought him in when he did his own film as a director. He brought uh, Gleason in to star in his film. So, yeah, he's he's he, he was just just great. Like I said, and he, from he looked, top to bottom, every every performance was dynamite. From the smallest role uh, to the biggest roles, uh, I just was so impressed with the, the work of the, the ca- actors. The casting director, yeah. yeah, did a great job here. Yeah, except for the wig. Yeah. Trying to let it go. I'm trying to let it go. I really am. I swear yeah. to God. Yeah. It happens. It happens. You go back, look at the wig. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. 
Yeah, it went by. I missed it, but uh, I'll have to take a look at it again. That's too funny. Uh, let's see. Anything else anybody got on your list? I, I, I've hit all my notes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, same here. All right, that's cool. That's cool. All right, so that, that's our discussion on Dread. Uh, so uh, we can do some uh, – uh, let's do a little house cleaning. But before we do that, uh, since you're a guest host, Dan, um, uh, why don't you let folks know anything that you've seen recently or wanted to discuss or news or something that would interest listeners to Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews? Because we usually do that when we have some time at the end. But Oh, I, I, you know, I have to be honest with you, Phil. I, because of the, the work I'm doing on rehearsals uh, and, and uh, other things, Strike yeah, yeah. Uh, walking the the picket lines. I haven't had a lot of time to watch stuff. Uh, um, I recently watched uh, the Bosch Legacy, and I was, oh, I have to yeah. be honest, a little disappointed uh, given how much I love Bosch uh, and the first That's season. Amazon Prime, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. I was uh, I was a little. Uh, you have to do it through Freevee. Uh, uh, so for the legacy, I was a, a little disappointed with the the way that they summed up this last episode. Uh, I started watching um this new Paramount thing, uh, uh the new Taylor Sheridan thing, uh, uh, uh Lawman Bass or uh, Bass, what's it called? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's not, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, something like that. The Lawman Bass, the Lawman, something like that. Anyway, I, I, I the two. Episodes I saw of it, I thought were absolutely fantastic. Um, trying to think if I'd seen any genre films lately. I, other than Dread, I, I, I don't think I've had time to see anything else. So I can recommend uh, The Lawman Bass or whatever that's called. I, I highly recommend it. Um, I, you know, and I, I have to be honest, I, I, I've been enjoying The Morning Show this last season. I thought it was a, a good, uh, that's, That's also Apple, on Apple TV. Apple TV. It's Apple TV. I, I think it's a, a, an intelligent, uh, a well-written uh, uh, show, and I, I think the performances of uh, Reese Witherspoon and uh, Billy Crudup and Jennifer Aniston are just and John Hamm are outstanding. I love Billy Crudup ever since Almost Famous. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Billy Crudup's wonderful, and his work yeah. in this is just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's dynamite. But everybody, so I, I recommend the morning show if if you have that. If you have Apple TV, I, I'd recommend it highly. Oh, and our, you know what? While I'm at it, Lower Decks. Have you seen Lower Decks? No. What channel is that on? It's Paramount, also. Okay. It's it's an animation. It is a Star Trek uh, animation. And it Isn't is, that going to Netflix now because Paramount canceled it? Um, it could very well be tra- transferring over. That's very possible. But the 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 several I think there's several seasons. It's it's very good. If you're a Trekkie, it's very true to canon, and it's it's a delight. It's a, a delight. There, there was a crossover with it with Strange New Worlds. There, there sure was, and it was very <laughs> funny. Yeah, it was very funny. Anyway, yeah. so that's th- th- those are my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, two seasons so far. So yeah, there you go. Oh, oh no, total three, four three. seasons. Yeah, four yeah. seasons. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, four. Four. Yeah. And yeah. the fourth season is is all. Every one of them is great. They're great. It's if you're if you're a Trekkie, if you enjoy and, and, Trek, especially what, Voyager. If you know Voyager, uh, but even even the original Star Trek, there's 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 nods to all of them. New characters. 
Uh, yes, it's the lower decks. These are these are. Yeah. It follows the adventures of the people who are <laughs> oh, like who do who, engineers and stuff like that. It's and uh, they're it's a great group of characters. Oh, uh, I get why it's called lower decks. Yeah, okay, gotcha. gotcha. That would be the reason. Yeah. That's anyway, great. so those are those are my thoughts. All right, sounds good. Um, all right, so a uh, couple of house cleaning things. Uh, Barra, what's the main podcast that myself and you and. Uh, Eric and Mike usually co-host, well, actually, always co-host weekly. Uh, it's the main podcast, Dark Discussions. Uh, we basically talk mostly about horror. Um, we ruminate on that for a couple hours every week. Um, and once in a while, we'll do something outside of the horror, horror genre, like we did Jurassic, the newest Jurassic uh, Park movie or world, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um <laughs> So yeah, we do all sorts of uh, horror on there. The main main topic. All right, sounds good. And uh, what's that uh, podcast that we just wrapped up? Boa Hancock and the One Piece. That's the one you're talking about, right? That's right. Yes, it's the best show on television this year, I think. Um, Based on the um, One Piece anime, it's a live action version, and we did a podcast talking about each episode individually. Where can I find that? Uh, Netflix. The show. I will. I will definitely be catching that. Yeah. Oh, it know, is amazing. But, but uh, note that um, there's the live action. That's what we, we, he's Barrett's talking about. But they also has the have the almost every season of the anime too because it's the, it was originally. I, I guarantee you, my kids know, know it very well. Oh, it's it's a billion dollar industry uh, in the world, specifically Japan, and, and <laughs> you you can find the products everywhere uh, at any you know like um, you know hobby store. So yeah, their T-shirts are at all the places, and you know, yeah, so it's it's kind of big. So you, I wouldn't doubt your your family, some of your folks that you know uh, would would know the, um, the anime, never mind, and the manga, manga, never mind, maybe the live action. So should I watch the manga first, or should I watch the live action? Oh, you can go right to the live action first. Yeah. That's what I'm planning on doing. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and the lead actor, he's phenomenal, absolutely yes. phenomenal. Uh, he's yeah. from Mexico. He's from Mexico, um, and he's just just a great great actor um you could uh, i actually said he's he could have played uh the new willy wonker that movie that's coming out with um shalomet or whatever his name is yeah yeah tim tim shalomet he i think he, he's similar to that actor but i feel he's he could be way better if, if he was more well known cool yeah yeah um all right so that's pretty much uh some of our our uh, other podcasts we do have cinema a la carte which is another podcast that we do which is uh similar to this but it's uh a chosen episode movies by each co-host myself eric and mike uh where we each choose a movie to review um randomly uh for example uh i've chosen uh collateral and michael clayton and in the bedroom uh while uh, mike has gone to more cheesy science fiction stuff and then eric uh, has gone to uh action and thrillers and type of things like that so uh it's another podcast you can check out um all right so let's get into our final thoughts on this uh film here so uh dan since you're our guest why don't you uh and you actually brought the topic to us uh why don't you uh, give us your thoughts first I, I I was so pleasantly surprised uh, at how uh, what a, what a great film uh, this was, and and when Phil told me that it was a, a box office bomb, so really surprised because 
from top to bottom uh, performances are amazing the the graphics uh, the visuals are stunning the music the score is outstanding uh it's just uh, it is a great science gritty beautiful stunning science fiction film and i recommend it highly to anyone who's into that kind of genre yeah, it sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I, I actually came late to the film as well. Um, didn't even see the, the original, so I, I just went in blind when, when I heard it was an Alex Garland uh, screenplay. And I was very happily uh, surprised with the film as well uh, because, again, I had no idea it was even kind of cyberpunky, and I love cyberpunk stuff. I mean, I just, just – just so so awesome and this movie as dan uh summed up the acting uh, the music everything about it's so good and i do want to mention paul Leonard morgan again uh the guy that did the music he, he's doing the he did the cyberpunk 2077 video game music as well and it makes sense uh so yeah high, highest recommend total cult classic and uh one of the best um science fiction films anybody could could see especially in the past few years well two couple decades anyway uh vera what do you got yeah if you want to see a movie with really good pacing great score great uh scripts just all around great acting this is the movie for you if you like science fiction it's one of the best films i could say that i've seen um it's really high on my list Yep, absolutely. So uh, before we uh, do our final uh, wrap up and, and lead out, uh, Dan, why don't you let anybody know uh, this, anything that you wanted to promote, uh, how they can reach you, get autographs from you, conventions <laughs> you do, whatever, whatever you want to. I mean, you said I don't. Earlier, I don't but... know why anyone would want my autograph. They're welcome to uh, uh, find me on IMDb and ask. And I, I, I had a few have asked, uh, very few actually, which is probably wise uh, but I, I certainly am I'm not shy about if somebody wants an autograph I'll certainly send it out to them uh, send out an autograph headshot I'm pleased to do that uh, I, I'm and I'm thankful uh, for the fans who do reach out to me and have been very I, I've been very blessed with a, a lot of really uh, uh, compliments uh, complimentary fans people have said some really nice things about my work um i'm easy to find on all social media you can find me on twitter you can find me on facebook you can find me on instagram i uh, just go by my name it's either daniel lynch l-e-n-c-h by the way for those who don't know daniel l-e-n-c-h or dan lynch sometimes i use one sometimes i use the other but you can absolutely find me uh, on any of the instant, uh, any of the social media and just, you know, message me and, and let me know how you, uh, how you heard about me. And I, I always, uh, I always respond back, uh, to anyone. Excellent. Excellent. And again, yeah, Maxine, we're, we're going to be looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Maxine is Maxine, Heck, yeah. a warrior's soul, like father, like son. Uh, you can catch me, like I said, on, on, uh, Netflix. You can catch me in Circle. You can catch me on Amazon Prime, uh, in Patient 7 and The Lurking Man. Uh, if you're into rom-coms, I'm in a lovely rom-com, which is also available on uh, Amazon called, uh, it goes by two names. It's either Love Exclusively or It Happened on Valentine's. A lovely rom-com, delightful music. It. Oh, really? What'd yes. you think? What'd you think? You're great. Uh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. It's a, it's a, it's a fun piece, and his uh, Jim Maslow, the guy's got a gorgeous voice, doesn't he? Yes, 
Yeah. 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 So anyway, yeah, uh, and and uh, uh, God, I got blank on her name. She's a wonderful actress. Uh, the one I was working with. Anyway, anyway, so uh, yeah, I'm out there. You can find me. <laughs> All right, sounds good. And and since this episode is going to be released almost immediately, uh, if people wanted to see you in in that production that you're doing, and they live locally to uh, the L A San Bernardino. Yeah, if you're if you're in the Los Valley. Angeles area, if you're in the Los Angeles anywhere, actually it's in Hollywood uh, on Santa Monica Boulevard, the Hudson Main Stage Theater on Santa Monica Boulevard in Hollywood. Uh, it's called a Family Matter, a Family Business. Huh? Wrong name. Shame. Shame on me. It's called a Family Business. Uh, I'm performing on November 30th uh, and December 7th at 8 p.m. Uh, it's a really great show. Tickets aren't unreasonably priced. I think they're like 35 bucks or something. I'd love to see uh, fans come out and see the show. If you're in the area, please do come see me. And if you're around in the North Hollywood area in March at the Whitmore Lindley Theater, I will be singing, dancing, tapping, and acting my heart out in a wonderful musical directed by my daughter by... Trey Parker, Matt Stone called uh, Cannibal the Musical. Delightful show. Excellent. Very well. All right. So uh, once more, uh, Dread is uh, a 2012 uh, film based off of the the com- I mean graphic novel uh, by John Wagner and Carlos Esquivera. Uh, the film was uh, directed by Pete Travis, uh, screenplay by Alex Garland, music by Paul Leonard Morgan, among other fantastic folk behind the scenes. Uh, but also it stars Carl Urban, Olivia Thurby, and Lena Headey. Um, you can find it right now on Amazon. I mean Netflix, uh, but uh, you can find it pretty much anywhere for rental and also on disc. And uh, once again, thanks, uh, Dan, for joining us. Appreciate it. Hope it is always a pleasure to be here, Phil, always. Excellent, excellent. I hope to have you back soon as well. You know and, I will be. <laughs> amen, brother. And uh, with all that stated, Barrett, why don't you leave us out? Thanks for joining us on Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Join us next time when we have something completely different. <laughs>